Welcome to Splainin'! The podcast where two guys explain things to each other. That they should know. But don't. I am Jeff Sims. And I'm Evan Smith. Evan, buddy. Yes. Welcome to this episode. Jeff, welcome to this episode. And can you please introduce our guest to me, because we've never met. <laughs> oh, okay, excellent. So while we're here, uh, Evan Smith. Yes. Uh, this is Katie Yetman. Katie Yetman. Katie. Hi. This is Evan Smith. You guys. Welcome. <laughs> we're here. We're here. We're here. We're alive. Yeah. We're well. We're well. We are well. We're, we're all, all a little sun-kissed. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> a little red and flushed. And therefore, like, a little bit dazed and tired. Yeah. Yes, we're all exhausted. So, uh, exhaustion, uh, heat stroke. Right. Alcohol. This yep. is going to be a fantastic episode. It's the perfect mix. It is the perfect mix. Do you have uh, experience, Katie, for the beginning of our interview? Um, do you have experience with being um, sun-kissed and drunk? Um, yes. Great. Both, both have experience, yes. Good. It's yeah. a prerequisite. Yep. It is a prerequisite. Yeah. Um, and this is also an interview portion for, of the podcast. Right. We want to make sure that you are a valid member. and uh, <laughs> In, a, good <laughs> In good standing. In good standing. A valid member. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bunny, so welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm it, excited. It's been a... It's been... I feel like you were a listener from the beginning. I was. Yeah. yeah. I'm your number one fan. Have you listened to every episode? No. Okay, so okay, okay, careful, good. careful. We do have we do have actual <laughs> okay, fans okay. who But I've listened to probably I would say like eighty five to ninety percent of them. And actually can we do like a um what's it called when the government sends you the thing and you by law have to fill it out? The census. census. Thank you. The yeah. census. A census. Let's yeah. do like a Have you filled census. out your census? Oh my God. I did. I dated when I filled it out to so like if they said anything, I'm like, No no no. I wrote mm. down in pencil on it, so I I have proof. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I did it on May night. I did it, Your Honor. I wrote it in <laughs> HP number two pencil. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> run it through your scanner. You can try and erase that. It's not coming out. No, you can still see it there mm-hmm. behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but to complete the plain and census. Okay. Um, I'm just curious. So episodes that you haven't listened to. Okay. Is it like? You've skipped over them because you just like you looked at the topics. And you're like, I'm not really interested in that. I'm just curious because like we've never really t- asked anyone this. That's, that's true. Like, yeah, why yeah. is it? Yeah. Why do you skip episodes? Is it like you just didn't get that week and you want to listen to the most recent one? Do you when you first look at the episodes? Do you look at the topics? Do you look at the social media? Do you look at the title? Uh, I think I look at the title and what the subject matter is. Okay. But usually I like to listen to things like in order. Chronological. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I am okay. like that. So, so sometimes really it up. might even be like I'm not caught up. Yeah, okay, exactly. Cool. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. See, I like is... to listen when I'm out for my walks. Mm. Yeah. Just plug them in and, and that's, I find it just takes your mind off exercising. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. So, yeah. Jeff and Evan. They can take your mind off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we do that for a lot of people. We get them through exercise. We get them through pandemics. We yep. help the McDonald's go to sleep. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Consistently, the whole family. We yeah, just help them sleep Listen to night. us. Yeah. We're that yeah. boring. Soothing. 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 You could say that. Sure. I think you could. One could say that. Um, awesome. So um, this is actually a more... Awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. Go on. Anytime we have a third party in the room, it ends up being Evan, that third party against me. Okay. I don't think that's You true. just always look for the opportunity to gang up on me. Mm, yeah, you do. Th- that may be true. Subconsciously, it might be you, true. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think... But I, I feel like Katie is definitely great in that court because she's Catherine's best friend mm-hmm. and therefore, like, she's here with me. Or is oh. she here with me? Ooh. Oh. Tables have turned. Is it a Game of Thrones season three yeah. situation? Oh, how the tables yeah. turned. Well, I have nope. to be on Jeff's turned side. Tables. Turned tables. <laughs> turned t- tables turn is correct. That table, yeah. <laughs> Sun kissed. You tried to screw it up and you got it right. Yes. Hmm. Mm. Shame. It's weird to be recording while there's a green screen in the background. Yeah. Yes. I wish we had a funky background. Well, we could. We could. Yeah. But no one can see us, so it doesn't matter. No, and, also, and also, we can't see the funky background. That's true. That's so true. We can really pretend. Matter. We this can pretend. Done, what right? would okay. our background be? Good question. Yeah. Mm. 
Jeff, if you could choose one background to be back there right now, would it be the Death Star? What would it be in space? Ah, uh, I don't think I, it would be in space. Um, ooh, would you know it be what like it would be? the cockpit, for no. lack of a better term, of the Death Star? I don't know if the Death Star has a <laughs> cockpit. Not like, like the place where like they shoot the lasers and fly it. Okay. The control center. Control center. I mean, I guess, I guess it must move. Okay. Yeah. Um, or the sands of Tatooine, right? You know, in, in A New Hope, when Luke is looking out and you see the couple of moons that are there. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. That's a great Peaceful. backdrop. Peaceful. The excitement in Jeff's face. Oh yeah. You just asked me the greatest question of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, what would your backdrop be? Your ideal backdrop. Currently, well, I'm already sun-kissed, but it mm. would probably be like the beach. Oh, okay. You know, okay. a specific beach. I, I do like love, Middle Cove Beach. Like it'd be Middle Cove Beach for sure. Just you know, rocks and, yeah. and Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, and leftover cans and, yeah. of like beer and stuff. Fighting. Bud Light. I was there the other day, and seagulls were like turning it up. Yeah, hundred percent. They were real scary. No, I was like, please don't hurt me and my children. Yeah. Please keep your future. No, it'd have seven. to be a sandy beach. Nice. You know, mm. like little little Florida. Madeira. Yeah. 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 St. Pete. Yeah. Oh, mm. oh guys. Kiz Matt. You yeah. guys are so in sync. Oh we get it. <laughs> we um, both love Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we do. But I do have a great idea for a future podcast, by the way. And I've told Jeff this before. A future for a like, separate podcast? Separate. Like Not spin. today. Okay, well then we have to say it off the air. You can't put it on the okay, air. Okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah. then it's gone. Someone can take someone, it. No, 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 someone no, no but it's it. not because it's it's in relation to Catherine and Jeff and you and I. Okay, I'm listening. So pre-wedding, you yeah. as the best man and me as the maid of honor. Okay. I don't know. I don't know exactly how we'll do it, but okay. you could explain Jeff to Catherine, and I can explain Catherine to Jeff, like in some weird. Mm. way we have to do speeches at the way so we could do that i was just about to say you guys have to get you got to get i already have written half of my speech and there's a lot of splitting references oh oh are there yeah (laughs) yeah there really are (laughs) that's really our only friendship that's it explaining actually we golf today golf is another thing that and it was really it was really funny we were sitting down and evan goes jeff i'm glad we golf i'm like yeah, me too, buddy. You're like, but we've never golfed before. So I'm like, glad that we now golf. Yeah, like it wasn't a thing that we did. Anyway, my favorite background, thanks for asking, guys. Right. Um, <laughs> would probably be, hey, everyone was on the edge of their pew listening to what you wanted for an old Tatooine double moon. <laughs> Evan, what background would you like, buddy? Thanks for asking. Um, how unexpected. Um, I think, I actually don't know. I don't know why. I'm, I don't oh, know why great, I drew, no, no, I don't know why I drew the attention to me. I was like, I don't have an answer <laughs> no, for this. No, you don't. You don't. Um, I think I would like something that would be calm. Something like, maybe like, it feels very like generic Windows 97, but like even like the Northern Lights or something. Windows 97. Windows 97. <laughs> Windows XP. Yeah. That was legendary, though, hey? Oh, yeah. Mm. Windows 97. No, Windows XP Windows when it XP. came out. Oh, what, an what an upgrade. What an upgrade. What an upgrade. iPhone Ba-da-da-da. upgrades got nothing on that. Yeah. Anyway, I have a couple of corrections that we must get done. Go ahead. When you're ready. Um, so this week on social media and in other contexts, um, I was giving credit to, in, in the last episode, I gave credit to Megan um, Wilson yes. for sending in the topic. We did send an episode, yep. which you probably haven't listened to yet. Uh, but that's okay. No. No shame. No shade. No, there's lots of lots of shame and shade. Oh, okay. Oh, awkward. Agreed. Okay. Um, anyway, I gave credit to Megan Wilson. Yep. Um, and we also tagged her in the post. Anyway, Megan emailed and said, I'm not sure what Megan it is, but it wasn't me who said that <laughs> in. And I was like, oh my God. So I went back through her email. It was Megan Sampson yep. who I went to high school with. And I didn't even know, listen, I don't think. And then I was like, 
I think we gave Megan Wilson credit for the Waco, Texas siege. We did as well. Which was also Megan Sampson. Yeah. So Megan, apologies. Know that Megan Wilson specifically messaged to say you need to give the right Megan credit. Yeah. And it's here it is, me. all for you. Exactly. Wasn't her. Um, mm-hmm. I would just like to take a personal moment and say how proud I am that we now have more than one Megan listening to the podcast. Congrats, you guys. I think we've made it. It feels like we're, like, when we get our listeners confused with other listeners, you know you're there. Yeah. Speaking of listeners who listen, interesting. Um, <laughs> and in context, this doesn't really align, but today I went to the liquor store yes. and I was going to buy beer from when we were golfing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I ran out of the liquor store to go confirm with Evan which one. I came back and the lady behind the counter said, uh, are you Jeff Sims? I'm like, yeah, I'm Jeff Sims. And she's like, I'm Rita. I'm like, you shut up. And it was Rita who was a huge fan of the podcast and she's been listening for a while and Evan always runs into her. She works at Coleman's Liquor Store. Okay. Yeah. And she, yeah. oh, Evan always goes there and they're always chatting and stuff and there's this big moment when um, uh, they first kind when of... she recognized me and I had the same moment as you had today. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, I was very honored to finally meet her and put a face to the name. Yep. It was a very exciting moment for me. So and shout out to Rita. Shout out shout to Rita. Rita. Yeah. Heck yeah. Rita gets a lot of shout outs because I go to the liquor store a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my last correction is um, we were talking about gluten-free diet and you said at one point how like it was something to do with like linked with autism. And we were like, oh, get, let's get Leah on this. Oh, yes, well, yes, yes, yes. Leah's yes. on it. Oh, and she yeah. said oh I know. She sent the sore story. So um, Aaliyah says, hi again. Allow she me to debunk the gluten-free diet for autism. The whole idea of gluten worsening our symptoms began with Andrew Wakefield, the same nut who started the anti-vax movement. Remember him? Yes, I do. Good old Andy, says Leah. Mm. Thankfully, a former gastroenterologist... Well, I would rock that word just then. I was scared when I saw it. Um, he claimed autism was caused by a leaky gut, which allowed vaccine particles to make their way to the brain. Oh, the vaccines. Mm. I get it. Yep. Yeah. This chain of events was in no way supported by science. This morphed into the idea that gluten leaks out of your intestines and causes symptoms of autism. Add this to the steaming shit pile of <laughs> <laughs> what the fire trucks suppose autism. Wait. I'm not sure what that sentence means. I think I'm reading it wrong. It doesn't matter. Um, a study published in the Journal of Autism and Developmental Disorders was the first randomized, well-controlled study of gluten-free diets in children with autism. The scientists, all from the University of Warsaw... Is that how you say that? Yeah, Warsaw. Okay, mm-hmm. Poland. Recruited 66 children and assigned half of them uh, at random to a gluten-free diet. The other half were given a normal diet with at least one meal a day containing gluten for six months. The children ranged from three to five years. After six months, the scientists evaluated all children using multiple standardized measurements of autistic behavior. The results were very clear. The study found no difference between the diets. None of the core symptoms of ASD were different between children in the two groups, and there were no differences in gastrointestinal symptoms either. As the study itself stated, there is no evidence in favor or against gluten avoidance for managing ASD symptoms. Booyah. Take that, Andy, you dick. Take that. <laughs> Leah's on the case, people. She got the facts. She got the facts. That's right. Booyah. So with this. Uh, I have one thing I'd like oh to Oh, my say. God. It's short. Jeff. You know what? Come on. You know what? I almost don't want to say it now. <laughs> I've just been talking for like 10 minutes. I'm making a joke. No, Go ahead. no, no, no. <laughs> I want to take this opportunity. <laughs> and apologize to you. And, yeah, I'm so sorry. Please go on, asshole. Uh, during the last episode, uh, we were talking about how we we're drinking wine and we we're slurring on our words. Okay. Towards the end of the episode, when you were rephrasing your question to Grace and being like, "Now let's get back to your question about if you hurt yourself." Remember how much I made fun of you because you slurred on the question. Yes. When I went back and listened, you didn't slur at all. 
It was quite cohesive. It was. Oh, well, then was, why in the moment did you think that I did? I don't know. And that's why I'm apologizing for making so much fun of you when in reality. Because I actually, like, I just had to play it up and, like, remember I slurred the end of the episode? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I just got to make it a joke now because yeah. I'm so drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't that drunk, but, like, I just slur when I drink wine. Yeah. Hence, G and T's tonight. You weren't. Uh, it actually was pretty cohesive. And uh, between my <laughs> inebriated ears, your inebriated vocal That's the best compliment I've ever got. It was actually pretty cohesive. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. You you kind of said what you wanted to say, yeah. so it wasn't bad. Say what you mean to say. So anyways, um, you're never getting an apology ever again, so. That was it. That's Fine, it. Fine, I'll take it. Take it. I'll take, take it that one. Me. I will live with it. So Katie. The floor is yours. What oh. are you going to explain to us today? You guys. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's a tangly web, but yeah. we're going to try and unweave it. Oh, we're doing the Itsy Bitsy Spider. We're Grace. doing the Itsy Bitsy yeah. Spider. No, we are doing Jean Bonnet oh. Ramsey. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. And it's it's kind of dark. I know. So, so buckle up. Question for you, because okay. when you messaged and you were like, "This is what I want to talk about." Yeah. No. Well, I said you should guys should explain oh, yeah. it. And we were like, "No." no. And I was we like, formally okay. sent you an invitation. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Your people called my people. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And um, anyway, I listened to my favorite murder, as I've talked about more yeah. than once. It's great. Yeah. Do you also listen to it? No. Oh, yeah. so the two girls who do it, who are like super famous, it's like the second most popular podcast next to Joe Rogan. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. One of them, um, Georgia, is obsessed with JonBenet. Like, that's her favorite case. Yeah. And uh, and they cover it. And they talk about... There's this documentary that came out on Netflix, like, a year and a half ago, maybe. I think it's called Finding JonBenet or something yeah. like this. It's real bad. Yeah. Like, it's just actors on a set. Yeah. I think but, I started watching it and maybe, yeah. turned, maybe turned it off. But, like, <laughs> yeah. they, like, reenact weird, like, certain little things. But then they also just interview the actors as themselves. And like, so what do you think? Right. <laughs> like, wait, you're just a weird extra actor no one knows. Yeah. Who cares what you think? <laughs> yeah. It's bleak. It's real bad. That is bad. Anyway, proceed. Okay. So. What? <laughs> it's real bad. You should watch it. It's horrible. <laughs> well, what's the purpose to. of it, really? You're not interviewing like the real people. Then. No, I guess not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Anyway, okay. So I'm going to start you with the backstory. Okay. Yes, okay. go ahead, please. What right. had happened was. What had happened was. Okay, so we have Jean Bonnet, Patricia Ramsey, and she was born on August 6th of 1990 to parents John and Patsy Ramsey and older brother Burke. She also had three half-siblings, John Adam Ramsey, Melinda Ramsey, and Elizabeth Ramsey. Um, I guess they were of her father's first marriage. So they were much oh. older. So okay. pause. Are okay. all three of them named John and just in different spellings? Well, <laughs> the oldest brother is John Adam. The father is John. The father is John. Okay. The oldest half-brother to Jean Bonnet is John Adam. Okay. And then... She is Jean Bonnet, which is she is named after her father. It's a combination of his first and middle name. So his name is John Bennett Ramsey. And then they just uh, add a little French twist to it. That's a little bit of a red flag in general. I was going to say, that's the issue all along. Yeah. And so therefore, I can only say it like... Jean Bonnet. Jean yeah. Bonnet. Oh, yeah. So that's how she'll be referred to this whole podcast. Is it Actually, can we switch it? No, and, it's and one do word. John oh. Bennett. John Bennett. No, because that's the father. John Bennett Ramsey. And he's an important oh, yeah. character in this story. He oh, is. great. So Excellent. we can't get them confused. No, we can't. So Jean Bonnet. We need a national um, pronunciation guide. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, the phonetic alphabet to right. come in and. Yeah. So her half siblings really play no important role, but I figured right. I'd, you know, give them a shout out. Sure. I yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> they yeah. rarely get one. And oh, actually, yeah. the oldest sister, Elizabeth, was killed in a car accident in 1992 at the age of 22. Just oh, so we no. know. So and yeah. no one talks about it. No, not really. Like, it's in all of the things you right. read, yeah. but it's right. really, you know. Overshadowed by yeah. the other murder. Right. Yeah. So, Evan, don't ruin the story. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, one of the most popular spoiler alert. of all time. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> JonBenet's mother, Patsy, was a former beauty queen. Um, she had won Miss West Virginia. Ooh. Yep. And had entered JonBenet into a series of child beauty pageants, winning the following titles. And one of these I am 100% going to butcher, so my Here we apologies. Go. Welcome so, to Splainin'. She won Little Miss Colorado, Little Miss Charlevoix. Okay, spell it for Evan. C-H-A-R-L-E-V-O-I-X. Yeah, Charlevoix. Charlevoix, maybe. Mm. She won Colorado State All-Star Kids Cover Girl, America's Royal Miss, and National Tiny Miss Beauty. Little Miss Tiny. Yeah. Little Tiny Miss. <laughs> yeah. And she did all of this. Like, she was only six years old. So, right. you know, she was in the beauty pageant world. She was maybe kind of famous. Yeah, you know? she was yeah. an up-and-comer. Sure. Yeah. She was an up-and-comer. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The perfect was, term. She was on her way up. Yeah. So... On December 25th of 1996, the Ramsey... It's Christmas. Right. The Ramsey family opened Christmas presents at their home that morning as normal. I forgot that it was Christmas. Yeah. The kids went outside playing with friends and their new toys that day, and then that evening went to a family friend's house for dinner. They were supposed to leave early the next morning for their cottage in Michigan with all the rest of their family for like a post Christmas um, gathering. Yeah. And they, yeah, they were pretty well off. Yeah. Um, So yeah, they had a summer house in Michigan Mm. that they were going to for Christmas. They left their dinner party that night and headed home. Jean Benet already fast asleep in the car upon arrival. They tucked her in, set their alarms for the morning and headed to bed. Jean, the father, Carried her in, put her to bed himself. Right. John Bennett. John Bennett Ramsey, the father. Right. Yes. Ramsey. The next morning. So now it's Boxing Day, okay? Okay. The next morning, Patsy wakes up first. Patsy's the mother. Patsy's the mother. She gets up and gets dressed, heads downstairs. As she reaches the bottom of the stairs, she finds three pieces of paper neatly laid on the rungs of the step. Okay. The pages, she then learns, are a ransom note saying that they have kidnapped her daughter and are demanding $118,000 in return for Jean Bonnet. After reading the note is when Patsy realizes that her daughter is missing and has been kidnapped. Um, and she calls 911 at 5.52 a.m. And the first officers arrive at 5.59 a.m. Oh, That's a speedy. Fast. But she also calls close family friends to come over as well. Right after she calls the police. Right. So now the police have arrived and family friends have arrived and they are all on the scene of what they think is a kidnapping. Right. So seven minute response time. Quick. Very, very quick. And they're in a cottage in Michigan. No, no, no. They're still home. They're still in Boulder, Colorado. They are supposed to leave that morning, Boxing Uh, Day morning, to go to Michigan. So they spent Christmas. Which is why she stayed alarmed for like presumably 530 or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, you know, supposed to catch a flight. Right. Sure. That next morning. Yeah. Catch a flight? Catch a flight. So you go to your cottage? Yep. In Michigan. Bouge. Super bouge. Yeah. I don't know. Where is Colorado in the Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. There are mountains. Michigan is. Uh, Michigan is next to New York, right? Yeah, kind of. Isn't it literally next to it? I don't know. Why'd you say kind of? Because I'm just trying to <laughs> participate. Just like yes, it is right <laughs> well, next door, and yeah. they yeah. were on their Point way. Me, none <laughs> yeah. of us know, so let's no. move forward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to sound dumber they than took we a already boat. are. They didn't fly. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but Jeff did history, not yeah. geo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. Geography. It's come up before. Anyway. But Katie would know because she's only eighty percent through the oh, catalog. Yeah. That's where we go. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So they've called friends and family. They called the police, and now they're all here. All okay. hands on deck. All hands are on deck. Yeah. Police come in 
and do a search of the residence and do not find anything. They kind of just quickly clear the area, not the area, sorry, the house. Yeah. Um, and it's then later revealed that like lots of mistakes are being made, that there should have been a more thorough right. search. Okay. Sure. Right? People should not have been in their house who were not no. part of the family. No. 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 And no, 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 no. the you... ransom note is being passed from hand to hand. hand, hand. hand. Right. So there there's are... some hanky-panky there. Oh, oh, yeah. I can already see oh, it. there's a lot going on. There's yeah. a lot of hanky-panky. I can hear the hanky-panky. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> they did not do a good job of, of securing the scene. People were everywhere in the house. And some of Patsy's friends were also in the kitchen just cleaning. Like cleaning the counters and the cabinets and the sink and like. For what reason at six in the morning? Right. Is that yeah. needed? Yeah. Right? I mean, make her mac and cheese or something. Yeah, bring no. her a pie. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Do like, make it at home. Yeah. Dirty your own kitchen. Exactly. Yes. And then bring it over. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Smarten up, guys. Which could have been cleaning and clearing any evidence. Yes. Yes. Of someone being in their house. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So this is another. Cue the hanky panky. Big yeah. no no. And the police being like, they should have been like, everyone needs to go. Yeah. 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 Get everyone out. Yeah. Just the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it was a contaminated crime scene, to yes. say the least. Okay? Yeah, the note was passed around. The police and FBI believed the note was far too long and indirect. So the, the, it was three pages of a ransom note. Yeah. Right? Most ransom notes are short, sweet, to the point. Yes. This yeah. is what we want, how we want it. Yeah. Please deliver it to yes. us. No. Three pages is far too long. Apparently, it was similarly written to notes from um, other... Like movies that had come out, 1996 film *Ransom*, starring Mel Gibson, had just come out mm. that November. Yeah, and we'll get more into that in the ransom note details because John there was Bennett was a big fan of Mel Gibson. I did know that. You did know that? No, I made that up. Okay, oh. I was like, I, I don't know that for sure. So potentially, I can't validate that claim. At I can't all. validate. That, I can neither confirm nor deny. No. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so the note, which, like I said, we'll we'll get into a little bit more, but the note said there would be a call before eight to ten a.m the next morning with the directions of how to receive this $118,000. Okay. sure. Which is a random... Like an ambiguous student an e- loan uh, Yeah, amount. we'll, we'll e-transfer <laughs> we'll you our max 2000 every day for the next uh, seven years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Please and thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So most of the police officers left before 10 a.m., right. leaving like one officer, I believe, um, before this... This call could have happened. The call's going to come in, yeah. Right? So there's one officer left in the house with all these people. The call hasn't happened. 10 a.m. comes and goes, and no one really is like, oh, my God, it's past 10 o'clock. No one's called. Like, where's Chambonet? We don't know. So no one brings it up. There's no big red flag, like... What do you mean no one brings it up? Nobody brings it up. Okay? So the one lone officer that's left is little... Has little experience, sorry. Mm -hmm. Her name is Linda Arndt, I believe. Mm. Yeah, so 10 Linda comes aren't very good at no. that. Yeah. <laughs> Linda aren't very good. So at this point, John Bennett, the father, mm-hmm. is like, I think like checking the mail. Like he's just doing random household chores. His daughter is still missing. These people are weird. Anyway, she tells him, why don't you check the house one more time, top to bottom, see if anything's out of the ordinary, if you... See if any JonBenet's um, belongings anywhere. If anything's missing, like do right. like a, a full sweep. The cop says this to the to, one. The one lone cop says this yeah. to the father. Mrs. To the father, Arndt. not Mrs. like Arndt. I'm going to go do a sweep. No, no. She says, "Why don't you?" She thinks that he's like um, mindfully doing things to to distract himself. Mindlessly, right. yeah, mind. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And 
yeah, tells him to go do these things. Right. Yeah. Check, check you the house. You know something's out of place. Yeah. yeah. And instantly he gets up with his friend, mm-hmm. Fleet White was his name. Fleet White? Fleet White. What yep. a bougie name. Yeah. That sounds like a TikTok name. Yeah, Fleet White. He's got a yacht. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The private jet. To go He's to got a Michigan. fleet. Yeah. yeah, it was maybe yeah. <laughs> probably his jet they were taking That's to Michigan. Fleet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's that on the horizon? It's Fleet's fleet. <laughs> <laughs> Sailing over the horizon. It's Fleet's fleet. That's funny. Thanks, bud. Well done. Thank you. You're welcome. I like it when two people can tell me I'm funny. Yeah. This is so much better. All than I can sing is do re mi, so <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, yeah, so the officer tells John to check. He, Him and Fleet instantly stand up and go straight to the basement. That's their starting point. Yep. Is right to the basement. Okay? I mean, in their defense, just start from the bottom up, yeah. maybe. Or her or, bedroom in town. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah. So. Unless she slept in the basement. No. Her room was on the second floor. Of their house. Okay. <laughs> that was With the hand pretty, motion. Pretty, that was a pretty aggressive arm flick for, on the second floor. That's right. <laughs> Upstairs. Which is the top floor? No, I believe the parents were on the third floor. See, I thought you were going to say that because the yeah. way that you used your arm motion, I was like, oh, there's another floor. There's another floor. Because she didn't extend all the way. Yeah, yeah. It was like a As a dancer, bend. you were like left extension, ready yeah. to go? I wasn't yeah. fully no. extended. Yeah. yeah. No, no okay. you're right. Great. Good eyes. Good eyes. <laughs> well done. Okay, I don't like where this is going. There's way too many compliments. For Evan. Jeff. Yeah. You are sun-kissed and, and glowing. <laughs> and glowing. <laughs> I'll just sneak that in every yeah, so often. That's perfect. That's Jeff, all you're I need. radiant. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So I'm yeah, radiating. he goes. Yeah, I do. Oh, he goes downstairs with his friend and subsequently finds Jean Bonnet's body in what? the basement. What? They yes. found her body already. None of this is a surprise to me because I already know the story. But yeah. no, but I was I was expecting it to be pardon my uh, ignorance, I guess, to the topic. But I figured it was going to be similar to the other death of the young child. Lindenberg, baby. Lindenberg, baby. No, where, Lindenberg. Where they couldn't, I always say Lindenberg. <laughs> Lindenberg. Uh, Lindenberg, where yeah. they couldn't find the child. They had no idea where they were to. They discovered it like no. much, much later. No. no. They find they her, find her the like, I think it was within with like seven hours or something like yeah. that. But they like, find her in the basement of the home. And no one had been down there yet. Yes. Even though the police had searched the house. Yeah. Right? This is what I'm saying. The police did a search, mm. but very inconclusively. Yeah. Like Fleet, Fleetwood Mac is up to something. Fleetwood yeah. Mac, Panky, Panky, man. Yeah. No. So him and Fleet go downstairs. And yeah, they find her body. She's lying in the small room is what it's called. Um, it was like in the corner of the basement, I think, in a smaller like... Like a nook. Yeah. And like, I think like off the playroom kind of like... Right. Yeah. Situation. They find her in there. Um... Yeah, and this is like, you know, a little bit more graphic, I suppose. They find her lying on a white blanket with her hands tied over her head and tape over her mouth. Um, And John, the father, just scoops her up and brings her right upstairs in his arms and lays her down just kind of in the middle of everything on the floor. So again, he shouldn't have moved her from... Or touched the body. Or touched the body. So now he has touched her um, and brought her upstairs to where... Everyone Dozens is. of people now have also been back and forth all day. Yeah. Okay. Pause. Back okay. at the truck. Yep. One, this is the 1990s. 96. 96. Two, what is John Bennett's profession? He has a three-story home, a cottage in a different state. Yeah, he's very wealthy. What is he? So. He owns his own business. So arguably, he's not unintelligent. No. No, no, no. It is in the mid-90s where forensic, um, I guess, policing is... Getting better, yeah, to the point where any knowledgeable person would know not to do these things. Am I yes. correct in saying that? Even, yeah, because yeah, I think even in like the insane amount of grief you would obviously feel, yeah, 
when you discovered the body, well, I, you like, would be like, the overwhelming feeling would be like, but I can't, like, in the back of your mind, you must go, I can't contaminate this crime scene. But, like, let's put this into perspective. I don't... It's hard to say. But. It is hard to say. But, like, let's say you go down to the basement. You find your child's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the first thing you do? You probably scream and cry instantaneously, fall to the floor. Yeah. Everybody hears you, run down. What's yeah. going on? I just found her. Yeah. No. He, they tell you not to touch the body. Yeah. Nobody touches the body. Yes. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, there she is. Scoop that up. Yeah. That's yeah. So he just Hank Hanks. Yeah. He Hanks. just picks her up and brings her upstairs. No bye. Yeah. No, uh, bye. A quick Google search here has told me that. In 1989, Ramsey formed the Advanced Product Group, one of three companies that merged to become Access Graphics. He became president and chief executive officer of Access Graphics, a computer services company and a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin. In 1996, Access... I can't say that word. Access (laughs) Graphics grossed over $1 billion. Wow. Yep. In 1996, which is the same year of JonBenet's... And also $1 billion in 96. A lot of money. Yeah. With some inflation. It's a little, I mean, it's a, $1 billion is a yeah. lot anyway, obviously. But Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he brings her upstairs. Um, there are marks on her neck and face, and I believe two marks on her back. And she, he looks at the cop, Linda Arndt, yeah. and says, is she dead? And Linda says, yeah, she's dead. Yeah. And now our kidnapping has become a murder. murder. Yeah. So that's... Where it takes a turn, yeah. because all morning they're just thinking she's kidnapped, but We're, really yes. she's been in the basement. And we've all got one hundred eighteen thousand to so like, right? Yeah. And it, the media frenzy now that this causes after this, it it just snowballs completely yeah. out of control. And as a kid who grew up in the nineties, I can like vividly remember being in supermarkets and just seeing. I mean, I had no idea who she was in nineteen ninety six. I was like seven years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Her blonde haired face was on every magazine. Yeah. And so as a kid, I'd be like, who is this kid? And then right. as I got older, I mean, that's. She's gorgeous. She should be Mrs. Oh. Colorado. She was. Yeah. She was, yeah. Is that a poor Little taste Miss. Joke? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, her like. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Jean. It's okay. Jean Bennett. Jean Bennett. Yeah. Her... Is, is, is John Bennett still alive? Yes. To this day, you mean? Yeah. Yes. But we'll get oh, there. Oh, there's lots more, Jeff. We'll get I there. more? Oh, oh yeah. God, Jeff. I'm just giving you the backstory. Like, I'm just giving you the, the story. Timeline. The timeline. Because yeah. then oh. then it goes, like I said, it can go a hundred different ways from, from here, which is... And it does. And it does. Um, her autopsy would reveal an eight-inch skull fracture with major blunt force to the head. And the ultimate cause of death was asphyxia. So she was strangled. Yeah. Um. They did find what's called, and I didn't know what this was, but it's called a garrote, which was like string tied to a paintbrush, essentially, which is what was used to strangle her. And the paintbrush, they believe, was from the home. A string tied to a paintbrush? So it's like tied around to like a piece of, well, it doesn't have to be a paintbrush, but like a piece of wood. And it's like used. Oh. Yeah. So that was around her neck when they found her. Right. So that's the, the basics of mm, yeah. the events that happen. Yep. Yep. So then things go every which way because who did it? Yeah. Right? Who was there an intruder in their house? Mm-hmm. What happened between they got home at 10 p.m. that night and 5:55 a.m.? Yes. Did anyone suspect Santa Claus? 
Yes. <laughs> You're joking. No. <laughs> no. There's like a town Santa who's like on the suspect list. You're joking. Yeah, he's not doesn't play a huge role, but he is named in a lot of articles as like I guess he was questioned and right. um brought Have you in. been down many chimneys in the last <laughs> couple of nights? What about the Ramses? Were you there? Yeah. No. Yeah. So Detective Arndt. Yes. So <laughs> the first thing there's a, a number of things that be are very strange, as you can already tell yeah. from what I've just told you. Yes. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. Jeff has never heard this story before. Evan, you have. Yeah. I've Jeff, heard the story, but somehow it's just news to me. Right. 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 But you've already, you know, declared some hanky-panky. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right. So, and that's pretty much just kind of the Coles Notes version yes. of what has happened. Right. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, I did some deep diving. I've watched some documentaries. So, right. of course, you know, there's lots of different conflicting... There's some perspectives, some right. opinions. Yeah. And yeah. different pieces of evidence that are, you know, brought to light in different documentaries and different right. articles. Because so, unsolved to this day, right? Cold unsolved case. to this day, cold yeah. case. We have no conclusion oh, to really? this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't want to hear it anymore. We're done. Okay, well, no, that's it. That's, that's, it's part of the reason the case is the case, though. That's yeah. the Because podcast. there's no conclusion. It's just like... We can draw our own conclusion at the end. I think we can. I think we can. I have my own. We're going to solve the mystery today on this podcast. This is used as evidence in court. John Bennett goes to jail. John Bennett goes to jail. Okay, so. I've also just declared I think it's John Bennett. Anyways, as you were. Okay, well. We'll get there. Well, yeah, we'll see. Okay, so the 911 call. Yep. That's the first kind of weird piece of the puzzle. Because they're all recorded, right? Every 911 call? Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, we have to remember that it's 1996. Still recorded. Still recorded, yeah. and you can listen to it online. I, it just sounds yeah. like a baked potato. Right, but also at the time, like, technology was not as it is now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so Patsy Ramsey calls 911 that morning to say, oh, my God, my, my, my kid, she's been kidnapped, she's been kidnapped, and she's in hysterics, right? Like, yeah. it's not making a ton of sense, but she just keeps saying, like, we have a kidnapping, oh, my God, please hurry, help, and she's repeating her name over and over. Yeah. Um. But at the end of this call, there are six seconds left. So it's as if Patsy thinks she's hung up the phone, but she hasn't. So the operator on the other line is still there, and you can hear her saying, like, Patsy, Patsy, can you hear me? Patsy, tell me if you're still there. And you can kind of hear this, like, muffled conversation happening in the background, which, of course, at the time, I don't think was easily um, enhanced. Right. Sure. And in later or more recent years, I should say, it yep. has been attempted to become right. enhanced, right. whether or not... Some tampering and people heard what they right. wanted to hear yeah. and stuff yeah. like so, that. So the 911 operator said the whole thing to her felt rehearsed and it has stuck with her ever since. In a 2016 documentary was the first time the 911 operator was talked to or asked for her opinion. Uh-huh. 20 like years later. Such a suspect. Not a suspect, but I, yeah, I, I, like a, big a witness. Piece of, an yeah. integral part of the investigation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she felt the whole thing was weird. She yeah. was never really questioned. Also, that's a really long time to ask an opinion about something that happened. When between A to Z, like the, you know, when it happened and when you were interviewed about it, you had, like you said, this cascading media. Yes. Yeah. Where you were, your opinions were manipulated. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, keep going. So... Um, in this same 2016 documentary, these like FBI, um, agents and, um, like different profilers, linguistic profilers and forensic profilers and, you know, all these 
fancy words that I don't really know. Profilers of all sorts. Pro- yeah, of all sorts, of all kinds. <laughs> yeah, but like Facebook big profiles. name ones. Like yeah. one of them was like he worked on the JFK autopsy, like things right. like this. They came oh, together wow. yeah. and tried to like, you know, bring some more light to the situation and see if they in like this more present day, I guess, could um, find anything really right. to try and, and, you know, bring justice to this case. Right. Um, so they did do an enhancement at the end of this six second yes. video. Yeah. Now, of course... It's very, very muffled. And what yes. you hear could, I guess, really be open to right. individual if interpretation. If there's subtitles, you'll hear what the subtitles are. So right, of course. Yeah. So yeah. I'm watching this documentary yeah. and it's like, oh, this is what we hear. And you're like, oh, yeah, I hear that too. But right. in yeah. the moment, if you were hearing it fresh, you might hear something completely different. Right. Sure. So anyway, what they have heard is in this muffled background, it sounds like John, well, uh, I shouldn't say John, but we can only assume that the only people in the house when this call is made is Patsy, John, and the brother, Burke. Yeah. Okay, that's all that's in the house. Yeah, if you hear an adult male, it must be John. Right, so you hear an adult male, and it sounds like he says, we are not speaking to you. Okay? Patsy then, well, the female voice, then says, either, what did you do, help me Jesus, or help me Jesus, help me Jesus. So Mm. this is another muffled thing. And then a third unidentified voice saying, what did you find? Which they can then only assume is the brother Burke. Right. Who is nine years old at the time. The people in the house. They're the, presumably the only yep. people. This is 5.50 in the morning. Yeah. So the, the, the other boy is nine years old? Nine years old. So he's three years older than Jean Benet. Hmm. They also told the cops that Burke, which is the brother, was asleep. He mm-hmm. had slept through all of this somehow, right. which, again, is odd. Help yep. me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Right. Yeah. And, like she's yelling and that, if presumably. And if a mother is finding a ransom note... That her six-year-old yes. has been be kidnapped. Yeah. There's there's no... Also, what's the other thing you do? You look for your six-year-old, can't find it. Where's your nine-year-old? Well, yeah, yes. Exactly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, yeah. well, that's what they said. So she checked on Burke and Burke was asleep. So they didn't so she, wake him, but they no. just made sure he was still sleeping in his bed. Okay. Weird. Odd. Yeah. Weird. Weird I vibes. mean, you know, let him sleep in. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. No. What are you going to do? Wake him up and be like, your sister's missing. Although, be like, you need to be with me at all times because someone got into our house while we were here. Yeah. And we need to make sure they're not coming back. For or you. They could be armed. We don't know. We or did all- you see anything? Did you hear anything? Yeah. Where's your sister? Is this a joke? Did you do this? This isn't funny. Exactly. How'd right. you write three pages? But not only that, in the initial shock of finding you this. You would wake up your child. You would wake up your whole house. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like the screaming and the yelling, the same way that John Bennett mm. should have reacted when he went down to collect the body. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. But also, as a nine-year-old, sure. I'm a profiler. We are We are going to solve the mystery. <laughs> um, as a nine-year-old, too. Like, I know if that had been, like, in my household, yeah. I would have been petrified to what I was walking downstairs to. But you would have no choice but to yeah. be like, Mom? Yeah, you would. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't just be like, I think I'll turn back in and yeah. hope this problem solves itself. What time is it? Mm, mm. 10 to 6. Yeah. I think I'll just... Yeah. in for a little bit longer. SpongeBob is coming on another yeah. thirty minutes. Exactly. So Both. that's cinnamon weird. toast crunch. And yeah. that's what they told the police that he was asleep. Now okay. in this, there's a third voice. Yeah, there's a third voice that does not sound like an adult of any kind. Right. Again, whether or not it's, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe. Yeah. You know. Yep. Okay. So yeah, that's the nine one one call. Yeah. Suspicious in itself. Yep. Can we listen to it after we're done? Uh, yeah. yeah, we can probably find it. Nine one one calls are. Some of the worst things to listen to, yeah. In general, but oh, you know, know what? Even in her nine one one call, like she is a bit hysteric, and she's like, you know, oh my god, help me, help me! Like yes. She's missing. It's not 
what you would expect no. from a mother whose daughter is missing. No, but the well, trick with 911 calls is, and just because I've like talked about this a lot or like listened to people talk about it a lot, is like you don't know how anyone would react. And, and that's people react just differently about, from other people. I was just about yeah. to say that, that but you, you can't said, objectively say no. this no. is how you should react that's to right. something. No. And people and in shock. a lot of shock. people get that. A lot of yeah. people yeah. get like, oh, well, she's not acting the way we would expect her to act. It's like, they're in shock. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way they should act. No. There's However, a, there's a famous crime that happened in uh, Italy, a murder, right. um, where there's three people living in an apartment. This is a huge tangent, yep. but there's three people living in an apartment, a girl, her boyfriend, and a third girl. Right. And the one of the girls was murdered in the apartment. Yeah. And it was blamed or it was put onto the boy and his girlfriend. Right. And the reason why it was is because she didn't react like a normal person should react yeah. when their roommate is murdered. Right. So when she was interviewed and when like a week afterwards, yeah. like she was seen like cartwheeling and stuff like that. Like, why are you so happy? She's like, I'm not, this is just how yeah. I'm reacting to this. Yeah. I, um, Malcolm Gladwell talks about it in his book, uh, talking to strangers. Right. Mm. And he talks about how different people react to certain situations. And that's yeah. why, we see such a vast majority of reactions when people are pulled over by police officers. Right. right. And how police officers don't, the biggest issue that we're finding out, police officers don't know how to react to certain people yeah. based on the stimulus of what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, huge tangent, but anyways, as you were. Yeah. No, yeah. and it's true. Like, you know, in shock, you do weird yeah. things. Yeah. But, but when you listen to the Patsy Ramsey one, it's, it's weird. weird. Yeah. It's it is weird. weird. Some people yeah. step up though. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. maybe in that moment, you're like, okay, I just need to get... I got to get my shit together. I, yeah, I gotta I've got to get shit done. No, but, no but, but she doesn't, though. No. Because the operator keeps asking her questions, and she's never answering no. them. No. And that's these, that blessed, you know. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't know if this is really a note of interest, but in this documentary, these FBI agents or whoever are saying that they thought it was even strange that she was saying, like, we have a kidnapping. We have a kidnapping. Yes. Not like, my daughter's been kidnapped. We have a kidnapping. It's, we have a kidnapping. You need to send someone yeah. right away. We have a kidnapping. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's so weird. It's bizarre. The whole thing is really bizarre. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. Moving on. To the ransom note. Yeah. To the Ramsey note. To the Ramsey note. So it's long. It's three pages. Do you have all three pages here? Well, yeah, it's condensed here. But yes, I am going to read it to you. Are okay. you ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why are you condensing it? Three pages. I'm not. I'm reading what it is. Okay. But it's not. I don't have the three full pages. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have the letter. We have the letter itself. I've got We're it. We're talking from the Colorado State it. Evidence Locker. They emailed it to me. No. Okay. So it says, Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. <laughs> she is safe, unharmed, and if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attached to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The monitor you, uh, the monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence an earlier pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. <laughs> Pause. There's a lot of ambiguity in that message. Oh, yeah. Oh. Of like... This is what we want you to do, but also, like, we might call you 15, 20 minutes early and ask yeah. you to do something different, yeah. but if you go against that ambiguity, we will yep. kill your daughter. Yep. Yeah. 
You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found... Uh, she dies you can try to deceive us but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics you stand a 99 percent chance of killing your daughter if you try to get to outsmart us follow our instructions and you stand a 100 percent chance of getting her back you and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities don't try to grow a brain john you are not the only fat cat around so don't think that killing will be difficult don't underestimate us, John. Use that good Southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory, SBTC. And that's... It's insane. The letter. The, the, the phrase, we are a foreign faction? Yeah. Yeah. Who says that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so bizarre. It's right. so bizarre. So before we go any like super, super deep into like everyone's suspicions, I, am I correct in saying the majority of the populace think it was the father? Am I correct in saying that? No. no. Father, and mo- father and mother? Mother and father? No. Mother? Well. Go on. Is there well, more? Let her go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, then it, it, if you guys had to agree with me, I would have continued my point. It also, like I was going to say, like to use that specific language against yourself like, use that Southern common sense, John. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it kind of seems a little too self-deprecating. Yeah. But, and, but it also very sounds... very centric to him. Like, But it also sounds very passive-aggressive wife. Oh, yeah. Of, like, she'd yeah. be like, why don't you use that Southern common sense, John? Right. You know and what I mean? And I'll get like, there. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, All right. the first thing that's, like, noted everywhere is, obviously, how long the letter is. Yeah. Yes. And I touched on that earlier, but, yes. like... If you're going into someone's house to kidnap their daughter, yeah. you're not bringing a th- or writing in the house a yeah. three-page letter. No. no. It's, we have your daughter. Give us the money. Yeah. This is where and how. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. I mean, <laughs> thank thanks. You. Thank you so Always much. Polite. Thank you for yeah. your time. Thank you Usually for your time. Polite. I'll yeah. see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, wouldn't you want to, like, okay, maybe condense it from three pages to one page and add in all the stuff of, like, don't tamper with the money, don't involve the FBI. Yeah, yes. sure. Give yeah. the details. Yeah. Right. But one like, page. Don't yeah. be like, we may call you a little bit. The sun's coming out. It's supposed yeah. to be between 12 <laughs> yeah. and 15 degrees. If it reaches 14 degrees, we'll call. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a little oh, yeah. sun-kissed, so I don't want to be up for too long. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So there's some interesting facts for the note as well. So... $118,000 is also a really specific. random and specific amount of money to yeah. ask for. Yeah. Like, why not? They're billionaires. We just read that he his company grossed a million dollars, or yeah. $1 billion. Yeah. yeah. In a ransom note, would you not just say, give me a million dollars? And 118000 is not a lot of money. No. For a group of people. Yeah. It's a foreign faction. A foreign, for a foreign faction. Mm. 118000 So, like, we'll all live under the poverty line. We'll get 20000 each yeah. and live under the poverty line. Yeah. So, the fun fact here is that 118000 is close to the bonus that John received that year from his work. Maybe that's why they knew that. He was a millionaire, so why ask for But then for why that ask for amount? specifically the bonus yeah. then? Yeah. If you know that's what he got for a bonus, like, okay, well, we don't actually want to, like, make them, yeah, like... Yeah, maybe his salary was there to feed his family. They didn't want to... I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So that was like, the right. first yeah, point. Jeff, you yeah, Jeff, you are being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you're glowing. You're radiant. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay. So then all of this talk to a stray dog, he dies. Talk yes. to this person, she dies. Alert the bank, she dies. So apparently, I and I've never seen this movie, and I apologize, um, but the movie Dirty Harry. Also haven't seen it, but okay. it's like Clint Eastwood. Sure. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's like a ransom note in that movie as well because the girl in that gets kidnapped. Spoiler okay. alert. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and the movie was made in like 1920. It was like 1972, I yeah, think. I, I wrote down. So, um, so these like specifics like are also in that sure. ransom right. note. Right. Um, and then another movie, Speed. Yes. It's like don't try uh, try to grow a brain is also in that movie. Yeah. From uh, maybe Speed a ransom is a great note movie. as well. Have you seen Speed? No. Keanu Reeves, Sandy B. Keanu Reeves, though. Sandy Bullock. Oh. Um, they're just on a bus. Mm-hmm. And the bus... Is it Anthony Hopkins? Or I can't remember the, the villain anyway. And the bus can't go below 50 miles per hour. Great film. I've never Great seen it. Great film. And if they do, the bus will explode. So they have to find a way to get... It's a full bus. They have to find a way to get everybody off the bus. The bus cannot stop. If it runs out of gas, it will slow down. They have, it's really like... It's only because of all of the shit they have to come up right. with to just like make sure well, the bus never stops. super interesting. It's super interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll add it to the list. Okay. And yeah. also, spoiler no- alert: the bus is still going. Oh, yeah. they haven't got off. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good to know. Yeah. That so, was '98. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, don't try to grow a brain. Apparently, is like directly from that yeah. movie as well. And like I said, the movie Ransom came out in 1996, which also had very similar. Yeah. Um, like a note style in right. there sure, with sure. Mel Gibson. Didn't see that movie either, but no, I didn't see that one. it's fine. Yeah. Um. So then, like I said as well, there was like a linguistics profiler. Yeah. So he said the words um, and the writing style and the manner of the note really fit the linguistic profile of a 30 plus woman. So it was very maternal in like, listen carefully, this, 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 like do this, yeah, like do this, do this, do this, and not, like I said earlier, kind of straight to the point, which in true, I guess, ransom note fashion is more direct. Yeah. Um, the same person said like 76% of that letter was just not necessary because yes. you could have taken all of it out and still got the same points across Exactly. and even thrown in a, like you do this, she dies and yes. you don't need to say it four times. Yeah. Sure. You don't yeah. need to say it there and then say, if you do this, she'll be beheaded and yes. you know, these yeah. kind of things. So yeah. that was unnecessary. Yep. The letter was also written from a notepad that was found in the house. So they had to have written three pages while in the house. And it was started twice on the notepad before. And scratched out and started again? Yeah. So they had to go into the house. The whole family should have been arrested. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway. Um, the pen was also found in the house that was used and just back in its resting place. No. Yes. Sans fingerprints? Sans fingerprints. Well, they don't know because all the people that the were in neighbors, there, the, the neighbors, the neighbors were like, "Oh, Fleet I got White to was write, there. I got to write a letter here now. I got a pen there. Yeah, yeah. like let's yeah. hand it around the room before you use it." So these same officers also then, um, like timed themselves writing out this note. Yeah, and they came to the conclusion that it would have taken over twenty minutes to write it out. So again, you're in kidnapping a child. You're going to st- spend twenty of your minutes just. Yeah. Writing a note on the counter? In the kitchen. In the kitchen? Like, yeah. No. So very who odd. found the notepad in the house? Who found the pen in the house? Was it um, I believe like, Detective the- Arndt? Or, <laughs> or was it like the FBI agents wasn't? I believe it was the FBI and like the police. Like they found this evidence, but they yeah. just 
assumed, well, like, I don't know if they assumed, but they chalked it up to like, oh yeah, the intruder used it in the house. Because right. they were very much on the, or was an intruder in the house. Yeah. Kill him in the house. Okay. Right. Mm. So, um, yeah. And then it's just, there's lots of different things placed around the house that were used. Same thing with, like I said, this garrote that was used to kill mm-hmm. Jean right. Monnet was like from a paint kit that Patsy had in the basement. Like just yeah. everything was convenient. It, they didn't come into the house with anything. They were ill prepared. They're like, let's just show up and see what's in the house that we can use. Yeah, exactly. So, um, in the basement where the body was found, there's a um, crack in the window or a, a hole, I guess, smashed in the window. Okay. Um, and at the bottom of the window, so it's like the top window has a smash in it. The next window could be kicked open, which is what they assumed the intruder right. came through with a suitcase at the bottom. So like they could climb down and get, probably had to step onto the suitcase to get okay. onto the floor. Right. This is the the theory. Right. Sure. This is the intruder theory. Yes. Yeah. Right? Um, but in the window of the pictures of the crime scene, there's like cobwebs and like dirt and dust that like had anyone climbed through a window. Would have disturbed yes. all of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But in the pictures from the crime scene, they're just there like completely intact. Right. right. So unless it was like... Spider-Man. Or a very tiny human. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone of adult size or stature is taking that out with their the feet and yeah. hips and, you know, yeah. slide, <laughs> slide through a window. Yeah. So that was the other thing that's like, was there actually anybody ever gone yeah. through there? Gone through sure. yeah, in the house. Um, a statement also said that John Bennett, the father. Thank you. <laughs> uh, called out from that room that he went into that he found her. Before he turned the light switch on in the room. So he walked into this small room and said, like, oh, my God, she's in here. And then turned the lights on. And then so scooped her up. And who would have said that? Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, Fleet Mac, I right. guess. Yeah. Now, again, a lot of this can just be... Conjecture. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know, um, could be for views on a documentary, too. I right. guess yeah. we don't know. But... Um, I did read that in an article as well. Mm. So, mm. you know, facts. Thank you, thank you. Facts, yeah. Facts, yeah. We only deal in facts on the, Yeah, the internet yeah. said it, so it has, has to be true. Be true. Google yeah. told me that that's what happened, so yeah. we must believe it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little odd as well. Yeah. So odd. It's odd, yeah. And I mean, I guess, like, you know, you can walk into a dark room and see things, I suppose, but like... I suppose, but like... It's pretty... Still, it's, yeah, it's like, so, you, you get to be like... Because you wouldn't expect to go down there and find the body. You, he was going to look for, presumably, he was going to look for like something out of place. He wouldn't get down there. Not his daughter in the place that she was. No, exactly. Yeah. Can we take a quick break? Because I need another drink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as folks, as always. As folks. As folks. As folks, we hope you're listening. Okay. Well, you can go. Well, then you can go <laughs> yourselves, first off. Enjoy your goddamn break. <laughs> Coastal Dance Company will begin registration for their 10th season in just a few weeks. They offer a wide variety of classes for ages 2 and up. With competitive and recreational options for all dancers, it's never too late to join the Coastal family. Coastal Dance Company on Instagram and Facebook. And we're back. Just like that. 
Just like that. Just Bob like that. One, Just like that. One clap and we're back. One clap and we're back. One clap and we're back. When I move, you move. Just like that. Okay. I have a new drink. A thing? It is. Okay. Yeah. When I move, you move. Just like that. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Hey, hey DJ, DJ bring, bring that, that back. back. Oh, shit. Uh, I have a can of uh, Caesar, Clamato Caesar. Good for you. This is my first time doing it. I've normally made them. And uh, taste test. I also put a lot of Tabasco in it because I just assumed it's not spicy. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put bets on this. Go ahead. It's not gonna be good as yours, and it's gonna be too spicy. It's gonna be too spicy. Why? Because you just told me how much Tabasco you put in it. Yeah, I assume it's underspiced though. So like I put an appropriate amount of spice. We'll see. We're all dying to know. (laughs) Evan. See you. Oh, that is a spicy senior. (laughs) And it's not as good as yours, right? Evan is two for two. That is a spicy senorita. A spicy Cesare. There's some water behind you if you need it. Uh, oh, man. Lord dying, Juniper jumping Christ. There it is. Okay, let's move into something we care about now. Katie, All please right. continue. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> what did I do to you? Nothing. Nothing at all. Great. I'm glad. Just so the world knows, I did nothing to hurt you. You did nothing wrong. You are doing this to hurt me. I'm really not. You are. You are hurting me. You're so Katie. As you were. Thank you, Jeffrey. Okay. You're radiant, by the way. You are. You're positively glowing. <laughs> Sun-kissed, to Sun-kissed. say the yeah. least. Bronze. Can you guys hear my eyes rolling? <laughs> A bronze goddess. Okay, so we are moving right along. We are to the um, autopsy report. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, Doctor Warner Spitz. Forensic- These names are hilarious. I know. There's some great names. He's a forensic pathologist. Uh-huh. He reviewed the JFK autopsy. He, um, the Boulder Police Department asked him to come to Boulder to review the case. He wanted firsthand info and was denied permission by the family. So he was not allowed to get his hands on the autopsy report. Like he wanted all of it from uh, the horse's mouth. He is the forensic pathologist. Dr. Warner Spitz. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Dr. Um, and the Boulder Police Department invited him in. And the family was like, no. Nah. And then the family denied it. Wouldn't let him have it. But it shouldn't be up to the family. It should right. be up to the police. That's right. He <laughs> believed, and this is just, I guess, maybe, again, like his opinion, that she was strangled after she was already dead. So right. It was a blunt force trauma. Right. That would have, I guess, initially caused... Um, her to be brain dead yeah Yeah. Um, from a blow to the head to make it look oh I just skipped a line sorry about that he believed she was strangled after she was already dead from the blow to the head to make it look as though she was strangled like that was the cause of death because the garrote that we talked about earlier Uh was left tied around her neck right I guess just to mislead instead of to look for an object that could have killed her that was also found in the house that could have fingerprints they said let's just also I mean, we, I'm sure we'll talk about this as well, but like with the case of the Lindbergh baby, it's like if if Lindbergh wasn't involved or whatever and like they accidentally dropped the baby going down the ladder or whatever, it's like, sure. oh shit, now we can't get the ransom. Ransom In this case, they it wasn't like we dropped her, we strangled her, left her there. It's like there was no attempt to get a ransom. Yeah. No yeah. attempt was made to kidnap. They actually just murdered her in the house. Yeah. 
and then didn't take the body with them to at least try and convince somebody like, oh no, she's still alive. Let's get the money. They yeah, like what? Well, yeah, there's yeah. no reason to have left the body or murdered her in the house. Yeah, like the very first step when doing ransom negotiations is how do I know that you ha- that they are not already dead? How exactly. do I know they're exactly. going to keep them safe? Exactly. How do I like you know what I mean? So what what would have transpired for them to be like, oh no, we'll just murder her here and then forget the ransom don't even existed. Like we I have a theory that you're probably going to get into, but I'm going to say at the end. Go ahead. Okay. I think I solved it. Okay. Jeff has solved the mystery, folks. So right. that's, Forensic that's pathologist. All we um, <laughs> Dr. Warner Spitz. So his whole theory Dr. Spitz, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bring him on out. Here he is. Um, yeah. So his theory also was like, why even make a garrote? Or Garrett, I could be saying whatever, it wrong, whatever it's called. Again, like, so now this intruder who has killed this six year old yeah. has now spent 20 minutes making a ransom note yeah. and also went through the mother's paint supplies, broke off a paint stick, and made a weapon all while in the house. Yeah. To kill a person they were meant to kidnap. Right. So yeah. again, it's just like super, super odd. Yeah. So, one, so the initial autopsy was asphyxiation. Yeah. The second one from Spitz was... No, 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 no. All along, there was always on the first autopsy that she had like a... Blunt force trauma. Yeah, an eight-inch skull fracture. Yeah. And she had been strangled. And in the initial report, they had said that... Cause of death. Cause of death was asphyxiation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, Sorry. But yes, the blunt force trauma... But Spitz thinks that it could have been that without seeing it. Or did he actually get his hands on the... I, I guess it came out into the media, I would assume, right. after sure. the fact, right? Like, this is common, not common knowledge, but it's easily researched. Yes. Like, you can find it on the yes on the Google. Yeah. Um, but he believes that the strangling was just pretty much to make it look like she had right. been strangled. That the, whatever, Overkill, basically. Whatever hit her in the head is what killed yep. her. Yeah. Right? So, also in the autopsy, in... I'm going to get this one wrong. Uh, her intestine, but I don't remember which one. Uh, smaller, large. Short was what they. <laughs> was short? it the big one or the small one? Uh, I don't remember intestine? because it was oh, like no, it is short. It had to it's do with small. like the food. Is it short or small? Small. Small. You said short. No, she said small. Oh. Yes. You said short. Yeah, small or large intestine, but I just don't know which one it was. Gotcha. I, don't they both have to do with food? Yes. So yeah, what, what I'm about to tell you is okay. that in one of them, yeah, were pieces of. What looked like pineapple. But the food from the dinner from the night before was already digested. Are you, are you saying, are you picking up what I'm saying? <laughs> so she had gone to dinner with her family, had presumably a big Christmas dinner. Which had been digested. Which had been digested. But All they that found was pineapple. in her like intestinal tract. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They found what looked like pieces of pineapple. Yeah. And a common dessert, and it sounds really gross, that her and her brother both enjoyed was. Pineapple in milk. They, they that does sound absolutely yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next theory is like, did they come home? Did Burke have a midnight snack of sorts of pineapple? Did Jean Bonnet come downstairs, have some of the pineapple right. from him? Did that then cause conflict within within the house? Right. We don't know. But, but supper was gone, pineapple Supper still was there. gone, pineapple was there. What they assume was pineapple. It was like right. fibrous yellow right. strands in her right. intestine. Yeah. And I'm not sure which one. Either that or she <laughs> right. ate Big Bird. Yeah. One or or the could other. it be like 
she had pineapple with dessert at supper, but pineapple is like one of the last things that gets and, digested or and something. And that could like, very easily be it. You know what I mean? You like know? maybe like certain things break down easier than others. I'm yeah. sure they would look into that, but like maybe yeah. the people who thought that aren't the people who would look into it because yeah. they're just like, let's stir up some shit. And when we get to like the suspect portion of the evening, yes, that part of the pineapple like does kind of play a small right role, but nothing major. But when yeah. you said it, I was like, well, we yeah. gotta we gotta talk about it. Yeah. So the other like last little bit of like kind of weird evidency evidency uh, information, yeah. yeah. So the Ramses give an interview to CNN on January 1st before ever being interviewed by the police. Back up the truck. Nope. Keep going. Okay. So <laughs> Keep the truck exactly where it is. Yeah. Stop right there. So this is like, what, a week later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boxing uh, Day to New Year's yeah, Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A week later, they have not had any, they have never been interrogated by the police. They've never been separated to have conversations from the police, but they have given a worldwide Statement. interview to yep. CNN. A but week I, later. For two, two reasons that's wrong. One, they're giving a worldwide interview to CNN. Two, why haven't the police questioned them before now? Right. Exactly. That is way, what we don't know. How many police calendars did John Bennett purchase that year? Yeah, maybe he's <laughs> donating big to the co- kind of Boulder maybe police department. Also, yeah. Boulder's Boulder not where um, Ted Bundy did a bunch of killings and stuff. I'm pretty sure it is. I think so. he was in Colorado at yeah. some point. I don't know yeah. if he did. I think he was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The interview to watch is also like super odd. Yeah, like really super odd. So John Bennett, the father, is just very. Like, I don't, there's like, doesn't seem to be any sort of like, I don't know if remorse is the right word. Like, he doesn't seem to be in deep mourning considering it's a week later. Yeah. The mother, of course, is upset and she's crying, but she's also just like, you know, please like watch your children. There's someone out there like, you know, keep an eye and God will know who you are and all this stuff. Which is like, would you... I don't think you would. I think you would be too consumed with your own shit to be yes. like, I'm going to do a PSA now for people to warn about their children. Yeah. I mean, again, it, this is just like surmising. Who knows what people would do in the situation, yeah. but still. John also made sure to throw into this interview that their family is a loving and gentle family, which struck a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah, because the way that he speaks Le is Burke. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Le Burke. Yeah. Enter. Enter Burke. Burke. Yeah, and they need to find out why this happened to their family. These are the things he's saying in this CNN interview. Like, why? Sure. And we're a gentle and loving family, and, and she's telling people, like, you know, you know, God knows who you are, and we'll find you, and all this. It's it's very, like, almost cryptic in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for a week later, again, and, and we, you know, we keep yeah. going back to this, it's not how you assume people would be, yes. but you don't know. Yeah. Apparently she was also like very heavily medicated from, sure. yes. you know, and as she probably would yeah. and should be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from this, it becomes a worldwide yeah. frenzy. Like yeah. this is where it really picks up speed and momentum. And this is also like a year after the OJ. Yeah. Right. So they're waiting for another new case. Right. Now yeah. these yeah, people are not famous. Like, they no. don't have the, you know, A-list yes. kind of celebrity, right. but they're well known in their town, and it just yeah. picks up momentum. And like weird yeah. tampering of evidence, there's a lot of uh, collusion. And also, yeah. she, being a six year old who was like that pageant girl, yeah. was like who the stereotypical own... blonde American girl yeah. would obviously blow up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 
back then. Absolutely. And she was winning yeah. titles yeah. And, and, you know, well, she probably today, had a, probably. a pageant following, yeah. you know? But yeah, so yeah, now we get to, yeah, like the suspects and yeah. the theory. So obviously the first theory was there was an intruder. Yeah. Did someone break in and wait until everyone was asleep? Kind of waited it out. Yeah. Um, the window had been broken. And like I said, there was the cobweb that had managed to stay put during yeah. this intrusion. Um, there was also a thought that a stun gun was used to subdue her because right. of these two marks that were right. found on her back. Right. In doing some testing, um, it's like a stun gun wouldn't subdue you like for the second while you're being shocked yes. but then yeah. it's like almost like it's not a surge of energy but, but like, you're kind of like oh my god yeah, yeah. and they're like a six-year-old child would be screaming. screaming yeah right um also a stun gun would leave more of like a burn mark than these like two like perfectly symmetrical right right like two vampire like bites. parallel right like just vampire like yeah. kind of like right scabs almost sure. right, right? Sure. so that kind of was ruled out but it was like brought in and as a, a right. theory i guess um but i don't think they ever proved that is i believe what um at the time they were kind of trying to settle on tv that it was just an intruder and the family has nothing to do with it even though people in the community and i guess in the world who are following are starting to point fingers yeah sure towards people in their family so then we move on we'll move to the the brother. We'll move to Burke. Okay, let's go in the Burke situation. We're going to okay. go to Burke. So this is where my theory was when I was like, I have a theory, yep. which obviously everybody has explored every single vehicle. Yeah. Is that the kids were playing. Yeah. Something happened. Or Burke had a violent past of like killing animals or doing something. Mm. Right. The kids got into an argument, maybe over pineapples. Mm. He hit her over the head. Yeah. Killed her. Yeah. Yep. Parents find it. Covered up. Yep. Covered up. And they do everything they can to cover up whatever they can. Yeah. That's and exactly the theory. Yeah. 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 That is the theory. Okay. And that is, I think, what maybe most people walk it's away from it. It's the most plausible, I think. Yeah. yeah. So. When you put all the details involved. Because you're like, everyone feels like their hands are in it because they're all trying to just cover it. Yeah. Right? And, yeah, I think that Patsy had made a statement being like, I am i don't know how I'm going on without Jean Benet. I'm only going on for Burke and it's kind of like, okay, well if she lost her second child because of what he has, you know, Become. quote unquote done, yeah. whether or not, you know, we know that for sure, she will lose it all kind of thing. Like, sure. so she's trying to cover it for her son. But anyway, yeah. Burke could not be prosecuted because he was not yet 10. Right. Which is a rule in the state of Colorado. Right. Um, the state of Colorado prohibits Burke prohibits it because it's of like the infancy um, right sure yeah, yeah they don't know what they're doing necessarily right yet. so they're yeah. like not fully their brains not fully developed they can't make these kind of actual decisions right so yeah the state of colorado prohibits it um and burke was at the time of her death nine years and 11 months you stop yep wow so he couldn't be questioned he couldn't really have any part of the interrogation process not that the family really were interrogated or questioned because it didn't really happen until like months later yeah um they finally did give interviews and uh nothing really came from it from what i can gather but his interview which you can also watch burke burke yep as a 10 year old child a few mm -hmm. months later his interview is just like also very 
bizarre. Yeah. So this was 96. It's 97, 97 now. 97 now, because mm. New Year's Day was the CNN interview. Yeah. So this is after this. Yeah. I, feel, I think it was like April. It's like a few months right. later. Okay. He's a 10-year-old boy. So he's what, like 31, 32? Now. now? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, now. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. 97, he's, he was what? 11. 10. He was 10. He was yeah, 10 he was 10 in 97. So three years of bringing to 2000. So he's like 34. 34, 35. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So in his interview, which you can watch, there's two, but you can watch the first one. Um, he has like no like real, and he's a kid, so he's 10 years old, but he has no. Um, Understanding of what happened? No, he understands what happened, but his like uh, demeanor and his like. The way he's just kind of talking about it is very just like, oh, yeah, like, well, oh, you mean like we need to talk about like how my sister died or was murdered? Like, it's very just kind of like, Nonchalant. I guess childish in a way, but like he's not upset by the questions he's being asked. Yes. He's not mm. um, in an uncomfortable, like he doesn't seem uncomfortable. Also, why would you let your child in that position as a parent? Yeah. You wouldn't let them do the interview. Yeah. Yeah. A 10 year old. You wouldn't let it happen. Yeah. But I guess if it was part if of they the, had to, yeah. yeah, if it was part of the investigation. Oh, I, think oh, was, I thought you meant like like the, not no, on no, CNN. No, 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 no. You can, oh, no, so no, no, no. MSNBC the police wanted interview. to talk yeah, to yeah, Burke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, but they wouldn't let like specific people. There was like certain people they would let things happen with, and not others. And right. they were very like they dictated a lot of what happened. Yeah. A lot of you know with like law enforcement how it all went. Which down. is the same thing with Lindbergh, man. Yeah. He he like took over the investigation even though he's not a police officer. He was just yeah. like I'm going to call the shots here. I think here. they only it was like a um someone from the court uh like a social worker of sorts. They let do the interview but it wasn't like a an FBI agent or No, right. Yeah. Like they yeah. wouldn't let someone like that in the interview process. Right. Sure. Someone who like works with children more or less in in that. Yeah. S- same thing though. How are how are you how are you to react exactly? Do you know well, what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you have like hence none of them being tried sociopathic parents who aren't showing any emotion to yeah. certain things in yeah. certain aspects. Yeah. You know you pick up what you. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. So yeah, he showed like no really remorse, no appropriate emotion in regards to his sister being dead. Family friends had also said he had a bit of a temper, and about a year before that. That, a year before her death, I guess, yeah. he hit her with a golf club in the backyard and gave her a scar under her eye. Mm. Just out of like playing with something, not going his way, and just kind of like leaned off with the golf club and gave her a smack. The mother told family friends what had happened, so people were aware that right. that had happened yes. before. They She didn't try to cover that no. up. It was like, oh, you know, he got mad and right. took the golf club and, and hit her with it, yeah. gave her a scar. There was also in the house, right on the table, found um, a f- big black flashlight, which the, I guess, diameter, perhaps, of the top matches the fracture in the skull of JonBenet's head from the autopsy, mm. which was just in plain sight again on the kitchen table, I believe also next to the bowl of what looks like pineapples. Right. So then comes this other, I guess we'll call it a conspiracy theory yeah. of the pineapples, him enjoying a snack. Maybe she runs down the stairs, grabs one out of the bowl. He takes the flashlight off the table, is chasing her around and just gives her a smack on the head. Probably not realizing the damage the force, he can inflict, yeah. you know, that he has and, yeah. and what can happen. Yeah. He's nine years old, but. And the fluke of hitting in the exact correct place. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Yeah. I mean, that's like the, the obvious thing. Yeah. But we're missing 
I'm just playing the devil's advocate. Yep. Yeah. How hard do you think you have to hit somebody to cause enough hemorrhaging for them to die? Right? So you hit somebody in the head. Yeah, but here's the thing, not to interrupt you, but I think maybe the the most plausible is that it's not that the stroke, the blow killed her. So the blow was bad enough that she was like unresponsive. Unresponsive and maybe some brain damage. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, well, we can't cover this up. Like we or like not sorry, not that we can't come, but they did cover it up if they did. But like we can't like go tell the neighbors, oh yeah, he hit her with a flashlight in the head and she has brain damage now. Like that they're like, I guess we're gonna have to strangle her or whatever. Like you know what I mean? Well, Potentially. Then would, do, do do people think that that's more plausible? Yeah. Yeah. That like she was alive after the blunt force trauma, and then the parents strangled her to like fit for this is gonna sound really gruesome to finish her off to be like, mm-hmm. you think? That is a theory. That is a theory. So yeah. where was the blood? Hit her on the head. There wasn't any. So because it was like this same guy, I believe Warner Spitz said like, so your head is like after, above your skull. There's like tissue and membrane and yeah. whatever before you get to the skin. And of a six year old, like it's going to be spongier than say like a full grown adult. Right. Something like that can hit and can break the skull without actually breaking the skin. The skin. Oh. Yeah. Now, again, whether or not... Right. Yeah. Still. So, I guess... Like, I don't think there was a bloody crime scene from anything I read. There was, like, a a piece of blood that they found that was, like, inconclusive to any DNA. Right. So, like, what? He hit her. She falls. Unresponsive. Dies. Parents come down. What is going on? Or not dies. Or just unresponsive. Yeah. And has, like, brain damage. Yeah. See, but like, and then they, I know it's a nine-year-old. Yeah, how hard can he hit? No, yeah. but listen, it, like you said, they're a six-year-old. Yeah, their 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 yeah. skull is. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, and if you're like, you know, chasing after your sister, and you, yeah, you know, you're just in a say a fit in of a rage, rage. Yeah, yeah, you know, you might just lean off and give a good smack. Not again, not knowing the force yeah. you have behind it. Yeah, but same thing. Yeah. Hit this kid, falls down, unresponsive. But yeah. then the parents not to. Call the ambulance, save the kid. Like, because, but if it's like he's hit before and like with a golf, like, I mean, he could have, if he hit her with a golf club, he could have really killed her like that time. Yeah. Hit her yeah. in the face with a golf club. A golf yeah. club. Right. Um, so if it's like this is the second or third incident, it's like, okay, hang on though. Because potentially our a, save the child that just got hit by calling right. the ambulance. Yeah. But and, our other and giving child, the other kid the attention that they deserve into a psychiatric facility, get them yeah. right. the right. attention that that kid deserves to get better. But they were probably these like millionaire, yeah. right? Who didn't want that kind of, especially in the '90s, when that kind of stuff was definitely yeah. more taboo. stigmatized, yeah. right? Yeah, um, I mean, you're right. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm just being. They I'm were just probably like, just trying to uphold their like status. Yeah. And, oh, it's a horrible decision. Yeah. Oh, and in yeah. any other con- context, you would you'd be like, oh, okay, crazy child. Yeah. You're not you my priority help. right now. Yeah. Yeah. The other child who might die is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm just trying to think logically, but I think at the end of the day, I think you're right. These people yeah. aren't. They're not logical. They're not no. reasonable. No. No. There is no sound decision making by anybody in any context. No. no. Um, also in the basement, Burke had like a huge train set, like with the tracks and trains. And I, right. I, and I guess it was like maybe like electronic, whatever. Um, and it was noted, I think way later, that the train tracks that like connected to each other were like the same 
um, distance apart, say like the two, I don't know how to explain this properly. I know what you're saying though. Like the two pieces that would, I guess, interject into the next sure, piece sure, of track sure, sure, sure. were the same width apart as the two marks that were found on her back mm. that we talked about earlier that they thought could be a stun gun, but probably right. wasn't. So where does that play? Like, did Burke have a piece of his train? Like, did he just like go after her? Or yeah. is it all coincidence? Or is or was it, it like, a separate incident? Is it a separate that happened incident? like two days ago? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's is it a separate incident whatever, yeah. that it's like, mm. okay, this kid had some temper, yeah, issues that he seemed to take out on his sister, yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, so that was another just point of interest, I guess. Okay. The Ramses made the world believe they were cooperating and working with the police, but in reality, they were distancing themselves from the police and just kind of more speaking publicly about it yeah which i guess is what raised red flags everywhere this was a cold case file nothing was coming to light nothing was happening but they weren't really giving the police what they needed yeah they just kept speaking to media they just kept speaking to media yeah Yeah. so i have a, a, a list of suspects with a little bit of info intel on each of them okay and i believe they kind of go in order of maybe how the world kind of perceived it. Um, but it does start with the mother. Like most likely to least likely? I'm or? thinking. Okay, yeah. Because it goes from the mother to the Santa. So okay, great. we'll go we'll go down the list. So Jaminet's mother um, took whatever secrets of that morning she had with her to the grave when she passed away after a 13-year battle with cancer. So Patsy Ramsey has since passed away. Yeah. I believe, I wrote it down, in 2006. Yeah. So... Whatever later. secrets she's keeping are gone now yeah. with her. Um, though both she and her husband, John, were formally exonerated. Is that the right word? Exonerated. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. In 2008, thanks to developments in DNA technology, many su- still suspect that the former Miss West Virginia accidentally murdered her six-year-old child in a fit of rage over a bedwetting accident, then covered it up post-haste. From the outside, Patsy was a pleasant and influential suburban mother of two, known for her beauty pageant-winning daughter Jean Bonnet and the lavish Christmas party she threw every year. Still, several pieces of evidence suggest she may have had more to do with the crime than she let on. First, it's been speculated that while cleaning up yet another one of Jean Bonnet's bedwetting accidents, which are said to have occurred with some frequency, Ramsey flipped a switch and slammed the little girl's head into the side of a hard, blunt surface like a bathtub. Second, Jean Bonnet was found with a rope around her neck, tightened by a homemade garrote determined to have been fashioned out of a paintbrush taken from Patsy's paint kit that lay nearby. Third, the most bizarre ransom note in the history of ransom notes. <laughs> yeah. Patsy said she discovered a two and a half page ransom note on one of the rungs down the spiral sca- staircase that led to the basement where Jean Benet's body was found. Written in strange verbiage that seemed lifted from classic crime films, the note demanded 118000 given to the foreign faction by 10 a.m. the next day, which was later figured out to be the same amount of John Ramsey's Christmas bonus from his company. Some sources, including Boulder PD's former co-leading investigator, Steve Thomas, have speculated that Patsy wrote the note herself in a moment of panic after realizing what she'd done to Jean Bonnet. But the handwriting analysis, though convincing, were eventually found to be inconclusive. It was determined, however, that the note had been written on a piece of, of Patsy's stationery from inside the home with her own pen. In the years following the murder, Patsy appeared extremely defensive, once even hashing it out with a naysayer on Larry King Live. While family friends insisted that Patsy adore Jean Bonnet would never have put the little girl in harm's way, some onlookers came down hard, criticizing Ramsey for sexualizing a vulnerable child through a string of beauty pageants. So she's suspect number yeah. one. And also, yeah. like, the whole bedwetting thing, too, is, like, 
potentially a trigger from sort of some sort of like sexual abuse somewhere. Like yeah. that can sometimes be a trigger with that. And being like this weird sexualized six year old beauty pageant. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a weird industry in general. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it's making a six year old look like a grown woman. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like it's a weird industry. It is super. So odd. yeah. Yeah. And and, to, or maybe just the pressure from her mother. It could also just be a factor. Right. right. So so people think that it's the mother more so than Burke? Maybe. Maybe, but... I feel like most people think Burke. I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the next on this list is the father. It may not be tiered accurately. Yeah, maybe not. I, that I, was my, I guess that I was my confusion. I might have lied about that. Right. But, that was my confusion. But Santa's yeah. the end, so... Santa's the end, so we'll, <laughs> well, get, we'll get to Santa. Thank God. Yeah. Police arrived at the crime scene that morning... After Christmas, that didn't make sense. The morning after Christmas Day to find no footsteps in the snow or signs of a possible intruder. Linda Arndt, the first police officer to arrive at the scene that morning, looked around the house to no avail. Eventually, she sent John Ramsey and his neighbor Fleet White to search the house for anything unusual. Ramsey made a beeline straight for the basement cellar where he immediately found his deceased child. Though he'd been told to leave everything where he found it, he picked her up, carried the body upstairs, removed a piece of tape from her mouth, and placed her down. He even covered her with a throw blanket, further destroying vital physical evidence. That's when Arndt started to feel that perhaps Ramsey knew too much. Arndt has made, a, has made no secret of her suspicions towards the family. While Ramsey's unseen discovery of the body was suggested to have been the fault of a botched police investigation, some believe it's strange that intuition alone would lead a person to an admittedly unused part of the home. Arndt told ABC News in 1999 that she found other actions of theirs suspicious, like how John and Patsy let the 10 a.m. deadline to in the $180,000 ransom note slip by without a word. Arndt described kneeling beside Jean Benet's body inches away from John Ramsey, so convinced the murderer was in the house with her that she claimed to have quietly counted the bullets in her holster just in case she had to use one. Arndt wasn't the only one who found Ramsey's behavior that morning strangely suspect. A detective on the scene claimed to have overheard John Ramsey making arrangements to fly the family to Atlanta just hours after the murder. John later admitted to this, saying that they'd been asked to leave the house and just wanted to go home to Atlanta, where they'd lived for over 25 years. So say, where did they live? Atlanta, they Colorado, They lived in Colorado, Minnesota. but I assume maybe they had a house, had a house or, or like, were yeah. from there, right. potentially. Uh, innuendo of sexual abuse began to circulate, though no evidence was ever found to prove these allegations. There is no history, Ramsey said in a statement. A person doesn't go throughout their lives as a normal human being one night, turn into a monster, slaughter their daughter, go to bed and get up and act normal from there on. That doesn't happen. He, too, was exonerated with his late white wife, Patsy, in 2008, once touch DNA testing cleared all three members of the immediate Ramsey family. So what, what testing are you talking about? Like, in 2008? I guess maybe, like, articles of clothing and and the evidence that was sure, found okay. in the house. Right. The pen, the garage, the right. flashlight. Yeah. I believe they were all like big pieces of evidence. The note. But again, all these things had just been passed through their home. Yeah. From person to person. So who everyone's DNA was on it, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. Right? So then we go to the brother. Mm. John and Patsy Ramsey diligently shielded Jean Benet's older brother, Burke, from the press for years after the murder. And judging by his recent, well, I don't know how recent this was, very strange interview with Dr. Phil, that was a probably good idea. Ramsey, who was formally exonerated in 2008, along with his parents, made his decision to clear the air in September, and the 29-year-old software developer creepily grinned through Dr. Phil's line of questioning that ran down the chain of events leading up to the night in question. 
Soon after, CBS aired The Case of JonBenet Ramsey, a two-part documentary that reinvestigated the evidence of the crime with a select group of FBI and forensic experts, including retired profiler Jim Clemente and former Scotland Yard behavioral analysis Laura Richards. The documentary leaned their suspicions towards Burke Ramsey as close as they possibly could without making any kind of formal accusation. The CBS team set up a compelling theory Famed forensic investigator Werner Spitz's review of JonBenet's autopsy included a perfectly rectangular defect that he suspected came from a blow to the little girl's head with a blunt, heavy flashlight seen in a photo. This is all stuff that we've pretty much already talked about. The flashlight became even more suspicious when tied to the pineapple scenario, a theory that suggested JonBenet had taken a slice of fruit from Burke's late night snack found on the dining room table. An undigested piece of pineapple was found in the child's stomach during autopsy, leading him to strike her with the nearby flashlight out of anger. Lastly, the wounds of JonBenet's back, previously assumed to have come from a stun gun, were consistent with the edges of the toy train tracks, which Spitz suggested may have used by Burke to poke his sister's unconscious body for a response. But, but like, how hard would you have to poke that body yeah. to cause a... Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that, that last part's a stretch. Yeah. Burke shot back immediately after the special aired, not the usual action of a guilty party. His attorney, L. Lynn Wood, claiming that CBS perpetrated a fraud on its viewers. Then, last week, Wood filed a $150 million lawsuit against Spitz for potentially defamatory statements he made about Burke while promoting the special, and the lawyer confirmed that they are still intent on suing the network once a mandatory waiting period has passed. Mm-hmm. So then we have other kind of random suspects, which I won't get into all of that detail because I think the family is definitely the most pointed yeah. at, but there was the town drifter, <laughs> Gary Oliva. <laughs> There's just one. Gary Oliva. Oliva? Oliva. Oliva was a 32-year-old known sex offender in Boulder, Colorado, when Jean Benet was found strangled to death in what looked like a potential sexual assault, given there was a droplet of blood on her underwear. The convicted pedophile had been living in the area on and off when police allegedly found a magazine cut out of Jean Benet in his backpack after he was apprehended on drug charges in 2000. He was soon released, but suspicions remained. Um, he Ugh. too was cleared by DNA testing for the JonBenet murder. He was recently charged with two counts of sexual sexual exploitation of a child for p- possessing child pornography. That's just Yeesh. gross. Yeah, he's yeah. just a dirtbag. He didn't yeah. kill her, but that's just gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, the electrician was another electrician was another potential suspect, according to Ollie Gray, was an electrician named Michael Helgoth who worked in nearby auto salvage yard. Um, it has been speculated that the once 26 year old caught wind that he could be a suspect in the case. Officials found a boot print allegedly similar to his near Ramsey's home. He committed suicide before anyone could get to him. His death occurred two days after a 1997 press conference announcing that the Boulder DA was zeroing in on a new suspect. However, Helgoth remains cleared by both DNA and his death. Still weird. Same thing as the, um, Lindbergh baby. The person that random woman who killed herself. Or killed yeah. herself because, because she they, thought she was going to be a suspect. The police just wouldn't stop questioning her. She was a suspect, and they just wouldn't leave her alone, and she eventually just killed herself. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. So then, in 2006, a former school teacher, John Mark Carr, confessed out of the blue to the 1996 strangulation of Jean Benet in graphic sexual detail. Carr was arrested in Thailand, where he'd been living on the lam after facing child pornography charges in the U.S. The now 51-year-old initially brought himself into the mess by reaching out to a University of Colorado Boulder 
professor named Michael Tracy over email in regards to a documentary Tracy was making on the case. Once those emails took a disturbing turn, revealing the grown man's sexual fascination with John Bonet, Tracy reported Carr to the police who arrested him in Bangkok as a possible suspect. He was immediately flown to Boulder for questioning, but was ultimately cleared after his DNA failed to match the profile of an unknown male found on the waistband of Jean Bonet's long johns. Mm. Carr's demented confession involved a series of diary entries allegedly written from the scene of the crime. In one dramatic account, Carr recalls strangling Jean Bonet in a love game gone wrong. And then there's like some pretty kind of gross gross things we don't need to get into but yeah he was cleared um, but just a sicko and just another sicko same thing cleared of murder absolute dirtbag yeah cleared of murder the next one is the housekeeper linda hoffman pew had worked for the family as their housekeeper and her husband mervyn was their handyman so it wasn't surprising that she was known to carry a key to the home and during the investigation of jean benet's murder hoffman pew didn't even begin to fit the profile the police were after white male former convict 25 to 30 years old but she didn't hold back on voicing her suspicions that patsy ramsey had accidentally killed jean benet that said, Patsy claimed to investigators that Hoffman Pugh was struggling for money and had asked for a loan of several thousand dollars, which Ram- Ramsey had denied. Police showed up at the Pugh's home the night after the murder and asked the 57-year-old housekeeper to write the number $180,000 on a piece of paper and reportedly took her fingerprints and several strands of her hair. She then testified in front of grand jury for a total of eight hours, including a statement against Patsy that read, I think she had multiple personalities. She'd be in a good mood and then she'd be cranky. She got into arguments with Jean Bonnet about wearing a dress or about having a friend come over. I had never seen Patsy so upset. The Hoffman Pugh theory asserted that the housekeeper led a trusting Jean Bonnet into the basement that night in an attempt to trick her employers into leaving money for her ransom. It's possible that she could have seen Jean Ramsey's pay stub for 100 80,000 as a holiday bonus and chosen that as her demand familiar with both the home and the family schedule Hoffman Pugh makes a convenient suspect and without an alibi she was asleep in bed while her husband allegedly allegedly slept on the couch there is room to speculate she could have been involved so far all evidence implicating her in the case is circumstantial at best and she's never been formally accused of this crime Hmm. and last a little bit of wrench though yeah that one is like out of the others out of the others there's that's the one that's a little like yeah That's the only theory that, like... Makes sense other than Santa Other than the family. Other than Santa, who's now coming up. Bill McReynolds, who is now deceased, was a friend of the Ramseys who had dressed up as Santa Claus the week before Jean Benet's murder to entertain the neighborhood children at one of Patsy's famous Christmas gatherings. While an older man dressed as Santa makes a pretty good perp in a sexualized child murder, the possibility that the now-deceased McReynolds had anything to do with Jean Benet's death is extremely unlikely. McReynolds was rumored to have paid a little too much atten- attention to Jean Bonnet, going so far as to arrange a secret visit from Santa Claus on Christmas. Supposedly, he had chosen Jean Bonnet to be his special friend, going so far as Ugh. to bring a vial of glitter gifted to him by the six-year-old with him into heart surgery. Even stranger, he asked his wife to mix the gold glitter in with his ashes where he was to when he was to die. Ah, uh, no, thanks, man. This same thing. Not a murderer. Yeah. Absolute no. dirtbag. Yeah, yeah. This particular story generated buzz in the Denver Post, but failed to amount to anything more than the sensationalized character assassin- assassination of a friendly old man. Yeah, no thanks. And that's the suspect list, folks. So wow. Uh, like I said, it's a tangly web. It's yeah. a very tangly web, and it's so many what ifs and i mean that's all there is it's all there's no evidence yeah so sorry folks there is no conclusion here but just but it's burke though i think it's burke yeah it's it's the whole family yeah i think the whole family totally had a part in it yeah i think that i don't think burke got the 
paintbrush thing and strangled her though. No, no, no. I think he hit her over the head in a fit of rage and some sort of accidental like. Yep. You know. I I. And I think the mother went into like. I mom I bear. find it very yeah. difficult. Yeah. To perceive the idea that one kid kills another, or sorry, hits another kid. Yeah. Not quite dead, almost dead. Parents finish off the other child. I find that just incredibly unfathomable. Yeah, it is. To the point where I think Burke did it. And instead of being like, okay, blunt force trauma. Mm. And therefore finding an object and connecting it to Burke. No, let's let's completely fabricate a completely different mode of... Who says we'll fabricate? The parents. They say... But she was actually strangled, though. Didn't we say we don't know that? She was well, strangled. It was but still around her neck. But like yeah. that, that may not have been the cause of death. Right. But, but what was the cause he, of death then? Death then. Well, sorry. maybe the blunt force trauma. Yeah. Maybe this asphyxiation. Yeah. But the either way, is, uh, if, even if she was already dead, maybe. someone then strangled her even if she had already died. That's what I'm yeah. saying. The parents did that to, to fabricate. So how could you, but how could you even do that though? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, uh, from there, from that point, it's no longer saving a child and murdering a child. It's the child's already dead. Now you're trying to save the other one from you're going to lose both of them. That's I what I think. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that. But just still unfathomable. It's totally. still unfathomable. There's there's no there's no realm where it makes sense. I think they were like, yeah, privileged. They had a ton of money. What how these cops and FBI agents could come and and not secure the household and yeah. and these things that just slipped through the but that's cracks. What that's what I'm wondering about. Is that like did that actually happen, I wonder? Like Oh yeah. Oh that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's like, yeah. So were there internal investigations on Colorado's police department there? negligence did did police officers lose their jobs did was there internal from the like do do you know what i mean like it's 1996 like internal investigations happen people lose their jobs like it's not we're not dealing age it probably would have but i don't know that back then but this was not the 1940s do you know what I mean? Or nineteen or eighteen hundreds? No, Do you know I, I mean? know. There's still, but still, there still has to be a level of integrity that should have existed for people to be like. But like it how did you on... let him do that? Like, did Officer Spitz still have? Not Officer Spitz. Officer Arndt, yeah. or wasn't whatever her name was. <laughs> did not. she still have her job afterwards after letting them do what they were doing? But she was also left there by, by herself, herself as the but most she, like. But she's a police officer. She's supposed to take control of the situation. Yeah, but none of them should have left. No. Especially before 10 a.m. when there was supposed to be. So a, what about a all call? those other people? Did all them? Did they all lose their job? Probably not, because the whole unit. You know what I mean? They it's like, just like kind of. So are we all inept. accepting that the entire Colorado Police Department was corrupt? Not necessarily corrupt, but like inept. Yeah. So did they all lose their job? Probably not, because the whole police department was inept. Yeah. So the captain's so not firing everybody. That's what I'm saying. There's there's a lot of like. I don't we're think we're all saying the. I don't I, think I, there I, is a lot of accountability in that situation. No. I think a lot of those are like, and let's it, protect our own. And this right? is like, you know, another, I guess, theory. But if these, this family is very wealthy, are they like paying off? Well, that's what I said. How many police calendars right. did he really buy? Like, exactly. Yeah. That was another, and that could also play a huge role into it that yep. maybe that's actually what happened. Yeah. Truly. I don't like, know. Like, I think there's a like lot of question marks. How does a police marks? department walk into a house and let people just roam freely and do these things uh, to us. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. But we're talking but even like in 25 years but ago. But even in 1996, I still feel like that's not outside the realm of possibility. If we were in the seventies, maybe we're forensic, uh, like the actual technology for forensics. They, they just, it just wasn't there. They didn't think of tampering body yeah. scenes and taking DNA. They have like the, the science wasn't there for them to feel the need yeah. to protect the crime scene. In 96, right. it was. Yeah. But they failed to do so. Yeah. 
So then Jeff says, so why didn't they lose their job? And then, well, we, not go, even why then we go around the circle like, again. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag pineapples. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel, I don't know. Anyways. Pineapples and milk. Pineapples Pine- and milk. Um, yeah. I mean, who's to say? But that's something. Like, there's probably more evidence about that that you could look into. I yeah, bet. yeah. Like um, I said, you could go in a hundred different directions. And I and yeah. I also like it's the same thing. I feel like we must be missing something. Like no. all of the no 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 no. I mean, like not like us as in the three of us. I mean, just like <laughs> the world must be missing something because it seems so obvious to well, us someone... that how how yes, but they it does in that like okay, it seems like all of the evidence points to there was no intruder. Yeah. Yes. Like. If there's if all the evidence points you to there was no intruder, so then why aren't they reopening the case? Exactly, because yeah. there's no concrete evidence to say that any of the rest of them did it. They've yeah. all been cleared, back from 1996, right? But like, but I think they've been cleared. Maybe no, 2008. You 2008. said they were cleared. Yeah, the DNA. So well, like, yeah. so like, 12 the, years later, they were cleared. Yeah, yeah. So and that's like, after the mother. And has once they're died. And, then, and then there's a statute of limitations, I think, on that as well. So like, yeah. once they're cleared, they're cleared. I don't know yeah. if there's a statute of limitations for murder. I think there is for maybe there's not for like I think I think you you're right for like mundane not right. mundane oh, crimes yeah. but other things but yeah. I don't think with murder I don't think there's a statute of limitations yeah maybe there's not no. I uh, yeah I you think... can't be tried a second time for something but they weren't tried so no you can definitely be tried no double jeopardy you can't be tried for a second if you were found innocent you can't be tried again really impossible hmm. it's called double jeopardy wow that's yeah. shocking yep and they were never tried to begin with they were never but tried if to you're begin tried with. guilty. You can go back and get tried for being innocent again. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can, is, you can appeal. That is. But you. Can, but if you're innocent, crazy. If if you were found to be innocent, they can't come after you again. That is crazy to but me. But you, as the right to be proven innocent, or yeah, or, or proven guilty, even when proven guilty, you can appeal and appeal and appeal and appeal to continue your rights. Yeah. But if you're found innocent, you're found innocent. But if there's like new technologies, that doesn't matter. Flashlight. You are obviously the one. That who has did. happened. Yeah. Really? Yep. Dude, that's with crazy rapists, to with me. murderers. That's crazy. Yeah, but if they're found innocent, they have I to get a, they have to get them on a different crime. I they no can idea. get them on a different crime. Oh, yeah. absolutely. They can't try yeah. them on the same crime. That disgusts me. It's insane. I did not know that. Also, statute of limitations on rapes are like insane, insane, yeah. and disgusting. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like a certain amount of time goes by, and like we know it's that guy. We've now confirmed DNA because, like, you know, if it happened in the seventies or whatever, sure, they can then confirm that it was this person, and like. It's been 25 years. We can't do anything. It's like statute of limitations, I think, makes sense for like, you know, car accidents or mild thievery or, you know. Yeah, specific You know, things. harassment, yeah. verbal harassment or something that's like not rape, not yeah. murder. No. Yeah. no. Not sexual assault. Like, no. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's things that are like very serious. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we can go around this forever. This is a massive as, pile of milky pineapples. Oh, yeah. Truly. As yeah. the world has for decades. Yeah. yeah. It's almost 30 years ago. Yeah. That's 25 years ago, actually. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. And uh, it's like, I would love, this Christmas, it'll be 25 years. I would love for somebody... <gasps> New documentary, I bet. Definitely. Can't wait. Uh, we should do it. it should I be would awesome. love to see what Burke's at. Just saying. Well, watch you Dr. should Phil. watch the Dr. Phil interview because... You should watch the Dr. Phil interview. You should also watch... Um, they're, they're, I'm sure you can find them on YouTube. Like the, the 911 clips. calls and all those oh, things. Yeah. The 911 yeah. call, but also his interviews like with, I guess, social workers <sighs> yeah, or whoever. Yeah, it's like yeah. very just... Just odd. Well, you have some. You have to go watch Making a Murderer. I will, and we will bring you back in three days when she has the entire <laughs> two seasons done. I'll text you guys we'll do tomorrow. A special midweek episode. I'm yeah. back. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's move forward to, as we did with Pete, our interview portion. We're going to do. Okay. These ten questions originally come from the French series Bouillon de Couture, hosted by Bernard Pivot. They're better known as the questions that James Lipton. 
James Lipton, as in the soup. Warner Spitz. Warner Spitz, <laughs> asks every guest at the end of Inside the Actor Studio. Okay. So, Katie. Okay. Katie Yetman. That's me. What's your favorite word? My favorite word. Oh. Gut. What's your... <laughs> Gut. <laughs> Great it, word. Can it be... Because that is my favorite moment of your podcast. That episode has it's me. more most of the most views. It's Katie in, in and many. Annie just showing everybody. It's yeah. a hunt, yeah. And yeah. I was like to note that I was at your house the night you recorded it yeah. with Catherine. And yeah. you came home and you were dying. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, you have to listen to this. And we literally just sat in your living room replaying it over and over. And then when the podcast came out, I just kept kept Rewind, rewind. It's pure gold. It's it is so gold. good. It should be somebody's ringtone. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's I've my favorite word. But okay. uh, uh, what is your least favorite word? Moist. I knew you were going to say moist. Uh, I saw your lips go for it. You it's like a gross them word. It ignore is. them. I always say it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's not gross. a great word. No. You want to read one? No. Sorry? No, it's okay. You go okay, ahead. I'll just go ahead. I'll just take control okay. of the interview. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Bye. Uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Music. Great. Yeah. Live or recorded? Doesn't matter. Doesn't just matter. Music in general. Yeah. Noise. Yeah. What turns you off? Oh. I'm just... Hmm. Silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, absence I, of music. I feel like the energy from people... Yes. Uh, That's can, a good answer. ...can turn me off for yep. sure. Yeah. Like I, the energy... I, I So... I teach dance. Yes. So obviously music. Like, Does she actually? Yeah. Yeah, did, did you know that? I did. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's the one I thing I knew about her having not met her. Okay. Yep. Fun fact. Cool. So yeah, if the energy in the room of people that I'm teaching is... Pee pee poo poo. Then it it's milky makes Because you've got to work so it's much milky harder. pineapples, I'm not into it. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it takes, like I like fiend off energy of people. I know. Yeah. And I, it's, it's hard when it, the energy is down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, favorite curse word? You, you just pure and simple. Sure. Yep. Keep it yeah. simple, stupid. It works in Absolutely. so many contexts. Yep. And it's great at all, it, in all times. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise? Can't I love music. the sound of my cat's meow. Oh, good answer. I want to hear Because I have I'm, two cats right. and I love both of them because, just fun fact. Oh, cats, plural, not your cat's meow. No, my cats, my two cats that I own. Right, both of them. Yes, both of them. Because okay. Mally has a really whiny meow, which is right. like just kind of cute. And Can it's you like, please give us an invitation? Yeah, it's like meow, like that. All the <laughs> like like a standard cat. Yeah, and yeah. he's like looking at me like deep into my soul. He wants something. Right. But Vader, my black cat. Vader. Yeah. For Jeff, name for Jeff. For Jeff. Well, yeah. Curtis. Yeah. Curtis, my husband, husband, is a big Star Wars fan. Okay. Um, he is just like this big fat black cat and his meow sounds i'm gonna butcher it but it's like no it's that's actually what <laughs> it sounds like when i think big fat black cat i picture is it a family guy when they actually put james Earl jones in the darth vader yes, suit yes and he's like, like that's out like, that's from out of it. Yeah. yeah and so he's like can't meow it's just these squeaks all this just like like that all the time right. that's, can't meow i love it so those would be my favorite sounds. it sounds like harrison's velociraptor sound yeah it's the same thing except it comes from my black cat love it vader uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh. Nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. That's a horrible sound. Have you ever or heard like it, though? a fork on a, yeah. on a plate. All, yeah, there's a, there's a category that, of sounds that fall yeah. into the nails on a chalkboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. I know my my least favorite sound. Go ahead. Is, and I can't even think of it, is styrofoam. styrofoam. 
Oh yeah, like scraping against styrofoam. Oh yeah, like styrofoam scraping against styrofoam. Or like you haul it out of something out of a yeah. box. Oh my god, it goes right through me. It's going right through Jeff. Thinking about it, it's yeah. gross. Yep. It's it gross. is it's horrible. But yeah, that family of sounds. I wonder why. That's something we should explain. Like why sounds do that to humans. And even to think about it, like where you don't yeah, hear yeah, it right now. Yeah, we don't even hear it. It's, yeah, it's a memory, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? You've just said you're a dance teacher, for those who don't know. Yep. Um, I've always said that if I was not a dance teacher, that I would probably be interested in, like, nursing. Oh, okay. Oh, do you be yeah. a lovely nurse? Yeah, yeah, I think I would be. Yeah. Like, I'd working think, in the hospital, like, Yeah, I'd be, homes, like, you know, on like... Grey's Anatomy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, my sister was in the hospital a couple of years ago for, like, two weeks, and while right. I was there, I was like, you know, I could do this. Right. And the blood and stuff, like, doesn't gross me out, so. Yeah, I could not. But there's a lot of not nice things with being a nurse as well yeah yeah listen but they are the backbone of 100 percent the healthcare. but i think system. that that would have been something i would have been interested in had i not nice. instantly right. jumped into the field of dance into wow the arts you can really dance the arts you can really dance um uh, two more what profession would you like to not do <laughs> what profession would i like to not so it's like do? you got to do this and this is now your life and you're like nope Check, please. Um, I don't think I'd want to be like a dentist. Okay. Not not up in the mouth thing. No. No. Nope. I don't okay. want to be in someone's mouth. Great. Yeah. People are gross. Yeah. I bet a lot of doctors feel that. Like, because like doctors don't do mouths. If you got an issue no. with your mouth, go see the dentist. So the yeah. dentists dentists apparently have the highest rate of suicide I've out heard of that too. any medical profession. Yeah. Why? I I think I think it's because well, I mean, I, I don't know no, I exactly know, but, why, yeah. but like I guess I want Jeff Sims opinion on this, not necessarily fact. Great. Hence our podcast. <laughs> Hence our podcast. <laughs> I want everything but the truth, yeah. Jeff, when you're ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's uh, nobody likes the dentist. Nobody, right. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody has this weird phobia about it. Everybody avoids Children it. Children hate you. Like You're yeah. just dealing with like... Yeah. When you go to the dentist, there's often problems. The problems aren't nice. Like Nobody's ever like, I'm going to get a checkup. Like It's right. always like not great things you're dealing with. Right. Also, like there's no small talk. No. Have you ever been in the dentist and been like, so like, how's your family? My dentist always does. I love my dentist. My I love my dentist great too. Guy. But yes, but, but um, what I'm saying is that like. It's awkward when they ask you a question. You're like, yeah. how do you really uh, want me yeah, to respond exactly. right uh, now? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was yeah. good. Yeah. You know? So there's like this monoton- monotonous. Yeah. Monotonous. Yeah. Monotonous. Thank monotonous, you. Yeah. Like daily routine that's different right. from a family doctor where you're interacting with people. Yes. You're caring for people. There's. There's a little bit different a than like you're negative, caring yeah. to a tooth. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. yeah. No, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, statistics are statistics. Yeah. Correlation, causation. Who's and finally, if heaven exists, Katie, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh my God, that's I know. deep. I know, kind of. That's kind of deep. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So like he's I there. Want... You you are just, walking in. I just walked in. God's there, God. and he's like he opens the door for you. It's like come on in. Wow. Well, no, he, well, he might say really come on yeah, in. Yeah, he says wow. You can yeah. really dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I don't I get in like a cliche. It'll be cliche. Yeah, it always will be. It'd be like I guess the people were there that have right that you are. Come on in, yeah. Katie. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's here. here. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, nice. I'm very social. I wanted to be with all my friends. Yeah. Sure, my yeah. family. I like but you'd also it. be like, wait, but they were still alive. I was like, yeah, damn go. it. What? <laughs> How does time How work here? here? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I guess it would be with everyone that I loved. Nice. nice. Love it. Love I like it. that. Yeah. I like that. I like um, you guys. Oh, well, we're best friends now. So it's true. As yeah. we knew we would be. Yeah. I've been told numerous times, like, once you meet Katie, I know. you guys. Kevin's always like, like, you and Evan will just totally get along. Best man, best woman. That's right. So you guys are going to have to. 
at this point. Yeah. At least figure some shit out. You got four months. We got it. Yeah. We have trips planned already. Yeah. We We're did, going we, on vacation we, together. We took a quick break. Good, We've fine. already planned to go to Cancun when the pandemic is over. <laughs> We're ready. I can hardly get you to Florida. <laughs> but how exciting is it going to be at their wedding? Very it's exciting. It's going to be the best. It's going to be the yeah. best. Yeah. And with like the new kind of regulations... You it's should starting... have like a some a somewhat normal knock on wood wedding. Yeah, there's the rules aren't, you know, without going into too much detail. There's a lot of like question marks. Yeah. Yes. On like because it's like you can have 350 people in a space as long as you're physically distanced. So right. how goddamn big is this space if everybody if has this, to take yeah, right. six to seven feet apart? Do you right. know what I mean? So if we look at the venue that we have booked, right? Can you really get away with the full capacity? The answer is probably no. No. There's a lot of like question yeah. marks that. Well, you know what? Me and Evan will be there, and that's all that's going to matter. That's really all I cared about. Heck yeah. From yeah. the beginning. It's I knew just it. having the two of you there. I knew it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, lots to look forward to. Uh, but Katie, thank you. <laughs> thank for you, guys. Joining I had us. so much fun. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for being a fan. And thanks for being a part of explaining the podcast now. Yeah. Thanks for having Forever me. Forever in history. We'll being get you a part of the fan. We'll, we'll mail the certificate. Do I this get is a eternalized. shirt? Oh, do you not have a shirt? No. No, because you didn't buy one. So the answer is no. I think for coming on, she should get a free one. Yeah. I'm sure we got something I can give there. you guys Coastal Dance Company t-shirts. Uh, fair trade? <laughs> I thought you were going to say like... like um, a lesson. Yeah. lesson. Yeah, like, like, like a, a, like a credit. A like an adult tap class. No, one can, free adult tap class. I can give you a Coastal Dance Company t-shirt because that's a you know, shameless plug for my company. And then I can wear... You're slaying it. Yep. Do it. Done. Deal. Mark okay. it on a rock. Done. Done. And well, actually, we benefit because we get two shirts. Or do we have to share one? Oh, no, I'll give you one each. Okay, great. Okay, yeah, great. I don't know what colors I have, so you know, it might be highlighter pink, but I don't mind it. You're getting black, yeah. anyways. <laughs> uh, as always, friends, thank you so much for listening, and uh, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram. Follow, like, and share. Let us know what you think. Please, if you have a topic like you'd like to send in, you can email us at info.splainin at gmail.com. As well, if you have like a product, a company like hey, like Coastal Dance, which we're just going to plug, plug, plug. Registration coming soon for the September season. Boom, boom. Oh, great. Just, just, just say it. Stay tuned. Check out their Instagram. Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. We're not very good at yeah, Twitter. Yeah, no, we don't do that yet. Not a lot of people twat no. anymore. No, <laughs> people... You get a tweet, you send a twat. Yep. Um, but uh, you can send all that to info.splainit at gmail.com as well. Mm-hmm. Send those twats. Send those twats. <laughs> we hoped you learned something this week. And if you didn't... There's always oh. next week. Katie, <laughs> hey, you had one job. No, but it's, but, uh, I think you call the police and then you're running like a lunatic through your house. Yeah, maybe. Also, I think there's a, po- a moment of like, yeah. <laughs> onward, <laughs> move forward. Did you say pineapple? That's our safe word. So when one of us starts to spiral, we're just like talking about the same thing over and over and over. And we can't come to a conclusion because we have to agree to disagree. And there is no conclusion. Well, yes. Pineapple is a part of this story. Oh. <gasps>